Howdy, partner. You're listening to the High Noon Podcast with your hosts, Mason Smith and Andrew Vickers. All right, fucking A. We're here in the studio, baby. Now, we got the new studio cooking today, bud. That's right, dude. And we are here with our very good friend and very special guest returning guest. That's right. Nat Rogacheski, everybody. Let him hear it. A dear friend of ours. Cool energy. Yeah, man. Thanks for coming again. Absolutely. Thanks for coming to my house. Thanks for being here in this studio. Speaking of coming, speaking of coming, the only place I've ever recorded a podcast and. Uh, nutted. Cu- nutted in. That's pretty sick, dude. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, now the fun game is which of my friends has the more tasteful wife. Okay. That's the, that's the game. And what do you think so far? Uh, I because mean, I this is definitely like a competition that's going to come up again. Right. <laughs> so, well, mine's an American citizen. <laughs> <laughs> so he gets, po- he's starting out at 10 points. <laughs> yes. And, and I, I don't know. There's a, I mean, your wife is an artist. She's an artist, but she also doesn't know how to read, so she's a little overcompensating. She's, she's, she's an autist, as you say. That's yeah. right. Yeah. So I guess that word is made up. So I said, so I, dude, it's <laughs> funny. All right, this is actually really funny. When you said that last night, yeah. I was sitting by Dan Reardon, and I go, "Did he say artist or autist?" And he goes, uh, "He he said." Wait, autist. wait, wait. Do you call an autistic person an autist? This That's is what the, I. This do. is what I'm saying oh. to Reardon. I'm okay. like. I'm like, do you call autistic people autists? Yeah. And he said, I think that's made up. I've never heard that. Yeah. So it. So what's the verdict? Well, let's look it up right now. So this is a conversation that came up recently because I have another joke that involves me saying the word autist. It's one of my favorite words, and I cannot find any definition for it. So I don't. I think that I just. To be. Can I be frank? I think I heard it on Comtown. Is where. Oh, I, okay. Yeah. Okay. That's where I heard. Well, it. Hey, man. Hang. Time out, time out. Right. Merriam Webster. Merriam Webster. That's Shut the up. one, right? That's it's, the it's, one, right? It's got a word. Definition of autist. A person affected with autism. Shut well, up. I that, tried looking for this autism. word it's, before. It's Merriam Webster, right? It's no fitting, kidding. It's fitting that the Cumtown guys uh, yeah. knew that word considering awesome. they are all autistic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, one yeah. is autistic for sure. Y- yeah. <laughs> and they eat on air. Yeah, so. you hate that. <laughs> I hate it so much. <laughs> one of my favorite podcasts. Wait, you hate people eating on air? What, time out, time out, time out. You, Mason yeah. Smith, dislike when people eat on air because of the, the sound sa- it makes yeah, into the, the microphone. Yeah, the sound of people yeah. eating and rappers, and yeah. like I hate it so but, much. But cool with all the other bodily sounds that Bur- come out. Burping of and farting and like cracking of beers. Okay, all that's fine. All fine. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that makes sense. Sasser's been getting super mad at me for farting into the mic. On oh, I, I thought, Wait, well, you fart into the mic. Yeah, yeah I'll see, pull I it down and fart. Yeah, into that's it. gross. That, yeah, well, that's also kind of cool. <laughs> he <laughs> hates it because he's like, "Oh, we're all gonna use that." And I'm like, "Dude, comedy." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. pink eye, right. comedy. Yeah, totally. <laughs> doesn't give a shit. It's all a bit, man. Yeah, it's just a bit. My life is a bit. Yeah, yeah. Getting <laughs> arrested. It's a bit, dude. 
Yeah, someone did that about like their girlfriend like not being able to differentiate like when it's a bit because they're just like living in bits. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, Carrie told me that I've gotten to where I do things and then just go, "Oh, it's a bit." Yeah, yeah. she's <laughs> like, "Mason, it's not a bit. you're just being a dick." Mason, that yeah. that Estonian prostitute that's sleeping on our couch is not a bit. <laughs> you punch Carrie in the jaw. You're like, just kidding. <laughs> uh, by the way, uh, did I say you're one third of the Milk Jug podcast? No, he did. Yeah, I just now did, yeah, or yeah. did I say it earlier? Yeah, know. you can follow. You can follow the Milk Jug podcast, a, a podcast that both Maze and I have been on, and that and now they're doing sketches, and they're ever so funny. I wanted to talk to you about that sure. too. Uh, actually, everybody should go follow the Milk Jug. I, I liked what you tried to do a few weeks ago. You said you want to do plugs in the beginning. Let's do plugs. Yeah, let's go ahead and do plugs. Let's you, plug in the beginning. This is true. You can follow the Milk Jug podcast on Instagram. You can follow them on TikTok. You can follow the individual members of the Milk Jug podcast, Russell, Andrew, and Nat Rogocheski. And you can uh, give your, your Instagram handle right now. As a yeah, sure. My uh, Instagram handle is Nat, N-A-T underscore Rogachevsky. That's R-O-G-A-C-H-E-V-S-K-Y. You can follow Russell at Russy Daddy. And Andrew at like A.D. Dixon 318, I believe it is. Something like that. And not only that, not only that, but Nat Killing the Game has shows coming up in Lynn this coming Friday, which will be passed yeah. by the time you guys are listening to this. But by the time you guys are listening to this, he'll be in South Florida. He'll be in Austin. He'll be in fucking Wyoming. He'll be in Oklahoma City. You've got shows all over the country. That's true. Yeah, actually, That's true. Uh, uh, I'd, I would love it. That was on my notes, too. I'd love to hear about your upcoming trip and what you got planned. Yeah, dude. Sure. Absolutely. So we are looking to move to Austin by the end of August. That's like in the books. And so for the next uh, three weeks or so, we're going to be down there. So we're going to Florida, just hang out with family. And, and You're going to try to get up in Miami and stuff? Yeah, talking to a couple bookers there now. I believe I got like one thing set in stone and like another couple, hopefully. Like I'm I think down there you got to talk to hookers. Yeah, that's what it not, is. Not <laughs> yeah. bookers. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. they don't speak English either. The yeah. bookers, they go, hey, man, what'd you want? Right. No, what'd I you think, want? I think uh, there's probably quite a few Russian Jews down there. A good amount. Yeah, I smelt them when I was there recently. I was like, oh, it smells like that. There's a lot of like dumb Latin kind <laughs> Dude, so much. Fucking. When we were going down, Al Christakis was like, uh, he put it so fucking perfectly. He Love goes, Al. He goes, Vickers, a, a lot of South Florida comedy is basically dudes <laughs> going, he goes, it's dudes going, you ever be fucking, you ever be fucking a bitch and she turn around and <laughs> yeah. look at you? Like, you and ever, the crowd is like, yeah, yeah, I totally be fucking. Hey, hey, hey don't look at me, bitch. I, yeah, I think down yeah. there it's like, you ever be fucking a bitch and she turns around and goes, no hablo inglés. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, sorry, that's my finger. I feel Essentially, like there's probably like a lot of like blunt humor. People love blunts in South Florida. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Coke, coke. Is cocaine still a thing in Miami? Oh yeah. Is it still good or no? Probably not. Huh? Uh, it depends. Yeah. It depends. If you like, if you've lived there, then yeah, you'll probably get some pretty good blunt. Right, right. If you find your find yourself a good old local, yeah. lo- a local yokel. If you're if you're visiting, the odds are low. Right, you're gonna get the same. Uh, hundred dollar gram yeah. fucking Rocky bullshit, but uh, Rocky the, and fucking full Winkle. One time I, I right? party, you're not wrong, boy. <laughs> <laughs> one time I party with locals. This uh, this chick I was hanging out. She's actually dead now. She got killed in a. She tried to rob a drug dealer and then got shot to death. What a stupid broad. She's silly. That'll so, <laughs> learn her. Yeah. All right. Yeah. But so, so you get anyway, what you deserve. She got this blow for us, and she's like, "Yeah, we Sorry. gotta stop at the <laughs> liquor store." And I was like, "I'm not. I don't really need to drink." And she's like, "What do you?" We need alcohol for tonight. Like we we talked about. 
And then we did the blow, and I understood what you meant. Like, if I did not have alcohol, like, I it wouldn't would have slept that night. Oh, so really? Yeah. So worthless. Yeah. Oh, it was to help you. Le- it was like landing gear. It needed, to, like, I it was, was to level on you out. The moon. Uh, let me ask you this: Was it better than what we had from our giant friend at Wakarusa? Hard, hard to say. Okay, so it was also pretty close. Really good. Okay, yeah, okay. Really good. competition with the giant friend from Wakarusa. Both yeah. of those are top three. Mm. Nice, both yeah, of those. Yeah. Hell yeah! And then one, were you there? Did you go? Were you there at the one? The what's it? We went in um in New York that like both everything got rained down. We were like stuck there for a little while. Mudson, Mudson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you remember that blow that we found that was like actually incredible? Or I, so that was the same time when you guys like had those gangster giant black men wait. At our campsite, and I show up, and all I hear is, "Here's the guy. Here's the guy. This is the guy <laughs> with the nose. He knows." Oh and, yeah. And, and, and these these were like gangster, like black guys who don't care about music at all. Yeah, and they, they were, were watching your drugs. campsite. Oh, no, oh, they were hang, they were hanging out, slinging blow. Yeah. And and so he, I'll explain. So okay, yeah, so go, yeah, you tell it. <laughs> so these guys were trying propositioning us, trying to sell us cocaine. Yeah. And we knew that Mason understood the nuances of good cocaine better than anyone we know. So when they showed up, we were like, hey, we might be interested in buying, but let my friend come by and check it out because he knows real good. And then he came by and we're like, that's the guy. <laughs> Mason being like, what the fuck is going how on? How cool. Can I interrupt briefly? Oh, yeah. In that moment, how cool did you feel? Oh, I felt like... Uh, Dude. Well, well, I was also like, well, I mean, I we all want good cocaine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He was, <laughs> like, <laughs> he was like, I don't have time to feel good about this. I got a job to do, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. Hey, yeah. Like, I'm going to roll like, my yeah, sleeves yeah, yeah. up. I'm going to really He's get like, in here. They're well, like, this, this is the guy. You're like, damn right I am. Well, the coolest part is with, with guys like that, like if I'm saying no, how it's going to sound like is something along the lines to be like, hey, thank you so much for coming by. Yeah, uh, yeah. We appreciate <laughs> yeah, we appreciate. No offense. Yeah. Right, right, right. No offense. I don't know that we're currently in the market, but we do appreciate everything you're doing. Mason takes a sniff, literally goes, ugh, what the fuck is this? <laughs> I, blew, I blew my nose in like front of them. Spits, starts spitting at their feet. Like, get the fuck out of like, this. This is awful, dude. <laughs> and, and then the guy literally goes, Oh shit, my bad. You know, oh, oh shit, you know. Uh, yeah. Oh, so he knew he yeah, was slinging. Yeah, yeah, yeah. shit. Yeah, and he was like, he was like, he was like, and but what's cool is they go, all right, man. That's have, fair. Yeah, have a good one. They <laughs> respect <laughs> aptitude. Sure. I mean? Yeah, they, they're they, not. Yeah, they didn't get in the game by not knowing the difference. Yeah, totally. Yeah, they're just trying to make money. Right. Right. Yeah. 100%. But uh, it, it is it's pretty, on to the next one. You know? It is pretty funny though to blow your nose in front of a coke dealer <laughs> and, and to <laughs> just the face of just like, ugh, and it was almost like the face was like, how dare you? Yeah, how dare you? That's the funniest part. He's so insulted, dude. Like you motherfuckers. Right. Yeah, and then there's Matt like like, apologizing to them. How dare I? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Mason's like, "What the fuck?" And then Matt's Matt's like, "Gentlemen, gentlemen, please, by all means, we have friends over here at this other campsite." Totally. Yeah, actually, uh, we we know a couple of fucking retards. (laughs) (laughs) And they don't have a guy like we do. They don't have a connoisseur. Just walk about five tenths that way. Yeah, we know a couple turkeys over there. They'll gobble it right up. Couple of losers from. Newton over oh, there. So funny. They'll buy anything. <laughs> yeah, I remember. Uh, but yeah, so we're doing this. Uh, we're doing this trip uh, down to Austin, doing some reconnaissance. We're viewing a ton of apartments, uh, getting up as much as possible. I'm on a few shows. Um, all right, talking to talking to some dude. So just in terms of like so far, just like the kind of preliminary reaching out to guys, like getting on shows. Like people are so friendly. I've gotten on some reputable shows without sending tapes. People are like, so the whole tape. I, 
So I even noticed this before the pandemic. Mm-hmm. The whole tape thing mm-hmm. is really only important if you're trying to get on in a club. Sure. Oh, dude. I annoyed so many people in the beginning. Yeah. Un- unwittingly. Yeah, because most people go, I don't need a tape. Yeah. And right. they got annoyed. If you have references right. or something. Yeah. I, I, I had sent stuff to like p- places up in New Hampshire when right. I'd set a tape. He was like, do not send me this. Well, <laughs> what's the, like, the, the, right. The people, I've had people say, no, I don't need that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The people asking for tapes, though, here are, they're, A, they're super friendly about it. They're not like, hey. Because you remember, I talked to you guys about like, I tried to get on the show in like fucking Eastie with this cat. And I asked about oh, it's spot. The, an outdoor show. Uh huh. Yeah, and he yeah. goes, "Hey, that's the big leagues, <laughs> yeah. dude. That's still and then I the- and then I saw him. <laughs> I saw the same guy perform the big comedy. leagues. Yeah, no, you don't understand, dude. Easty then, outdoor shows, bro. You don't even you know. don't you don't fucking hey, get hey, it. Hey, don't don't sleep on Easty. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't sleep on that outdoor <laughs> shows with a fucking jet landing over your head right. as you deliver your punchline, <laughs> dumping fuel you on can your. Smell <laughs> the Santarpios <laughs> from your seat. <laughs> no, so but it's really cool. Like some of the people I'm talking to, like they're booking like Carnies. It's the same show that yeah. I'm talking to. And they're yeah, asking yeah, for yeah. tapes. I'm pretty confident I can get on compared to you know. I mean, like seeing some of the people that are on there. You know, I was just looking at what. What it looks like out there, it's uh, it's just a really, really kind of friendly, like embracing culture. And everyone I've talked to who's been there, we've had a bunch of buddies uh, go down there just to like visit themselves. And it's it just seems to be a very inclusive, like void of like ego. It's because everyone wants the same. Thing. Everyone just wants to do comedy, man. Yeah, everyone wants stage time. Yeah, We're right. all no, but anyways. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, well, <laughs> no, yeah. So I mean, yeah, that's what I mean. That kind of behavior right. is like, have a good time. Try to do like, well. It's just like last night, you know, everybody's like, everyone realizes where we're at. Right. You know, right. We, we picked up on it pretty quick. Right. Dude, I went up before I got there last night. I went in there. I wanted to run my five minutes that, mm-hmm. I, that I'm doing for a, some upcoming shows. Right. And I immediately realized it's all comics. Right. This is not the place to run a straight five minute set. Right. Not the place. Just this try is, something. Yeah. This is like right. do some jokes. And you tried right. something and it worked out. Sure. And I and I did. I That's even right. went up with some shit that I thought of off the top of my head. Yeah. Like yeah. and then I haven't done my song in fucking uh, forever. Yeah. About being a well like and yeah, which which I need not say I was really happy about. Yeah. I and then you brought that. it back and I and I was immediately disappointed. Yeah. Right. I mean, it's not good. Like it's I not. Like it's, with you. I, I mean, time. it's not. It's not that funny. He brought. He started singing, and I went. Yeah. Oh, this fucking guy. Right. Yeah. You know? I mean, the thing is, with that, is you commit. Yeah. You gotta, oh yeah. yeah, yeah. You gotta yeah. commit. That's. I respect that. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. You can't bail on a song. Uh, <laughs> you can't bail when you're doing acapella. That's this right. Jake Jacobson. He was on the same show. I was, I was up in uh, at the Craft Brew on a crown. He's a uh, he's a funny guy. He's like an older dude, and he does like kind of like grisly dad comedy. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Making fun of corporate Like, hey, America. hey, you guys know what type of marijuana a mermaid smokes? So, yeah, Seaweed. Sort of like that, but also like grisly. Like That's a Smith original right anti- there. Like a little kind of like this kind of old liberal guy, like yeah. anti-capitalist dude. And he did this five-minute concerto about like, you know, the American dream and how like, you know, we're just clocking in nine to five, just like working for our cut, our little piece of land. And it was like a pretty funny bit, but it was also just like, you seem unhappy. <laughs> you seem like uh, you might have had kids too young. Yeah. <laughs> it was either that or like or adamantly opposed having kids. Oh, okay. That was the kind of energy. There's two, yeah, hey man. The, the population's Don't, out of control. Yeah, sure. that's right. All right. <laughs> Those two guys are the same dude. Yeah, totally. Totally. Uh, no, that's good. 
Um, but yeah, so to, to that point, it's like, you know, um, you know, I, I, here's the thing I will run like, uh, probably Thursday, uh, in Worcester, I'm going to, I'm going to just run like the five that I feel not as good about in in my 10 that I'm going to do on Friday. And I don't care if I like do it exactly like I do it on Friday. Like I'm just trying to get one good rep in before Friday. So it's like you're talking about for the Lynn Joe. Yeah, I thought Lynn, you only get five minutes. No, that's a ten, isn't it? Uh, I don't I, know if no, it's because ten. Lynn is a five-minute, technically a booked open mic. I don't know if it's ten, but it's something more than five. It's like yeah. six or seven. I think, and I also think they let you run a little bit. Okay, if you're doing good. If you're doing good. Either way, what are you doing to, for Thursday? What are you doing tomorrow? Worcester. What's Worcester? Comedy I thought Worcester attic. was on the. Oh, you you. There's an open mic now at the attic. Yep. That's sick. Wednesdays and Thursdays. That's sick. Yeah, I'm yep. going tomorrow. I will definitely. Well, I'm doing uh, Nick Assad's podcast tomorrow. Oh, cool. Hell yeah. He's so a cool I, dude. I won't be. I'm doing. Uh, by the way, shout out Nick Assad. A, shout a out, sweetie. One, by the way, also go back in High Noon Archive. Yeah, that's One right. of our uh, really re- very funny episodes. Yeah. He's a very nice guy. Very funny guy. Middle Eastern mixed with. Uh, I don't know what that has to do with anything. Uh, he's just gross. I think it's relevant. He, he, I think he's he's gross a little yeah, bit. I yeah, think I mean, relevant. the thing is, he wears deodorant. So sure. yeah, yeah. You know, as, I think as opposed to the the, uh, the other Lebanese. the regulars. Right, right. Yeah, who smell? So there's. I wanted to feet. do a joke. I wanted to do a joke that I don't know if I ran it by you. I ran it by Sev, and he didn't think it was a good enough joke. To oh yeah, yeah. You can't you can't run your babies by Sev. Okay, he'll go gotcha. he'll go like this. I'm gonna do my Severin impression. He'll go. It's not bad, but uh, yeah, that's I'm trying to track the I like, logic. I like when he goes, <laughs> he goes, that's what you're doing? <laughs> you think that's funny, do you? you, you know that kid, <laughs> Go ahead. You know Try kid, it. You know that kid, Shamil? Yeah. yeah, so yeah. I love, ri- love Shamil. I yeah. love Very nice on, guy. Yeah, I, don't, yeah. I don't know him personally, but I love ripping on the host. It's something that I find is like a great start of the set. Shamil, Shamil. <laughs> It's the same song. So, uh, <laughs> so you're ripping. On, he's hosting. He's hosting, and what I wanted to do. So I, I have found that like roasting the room or the host is like a great way to start any mics. I opened my thing last night by talking about it. It's the best way to go. Um, and uh, so I had a nice little like for example on Carl's mic, I call, I call him uh, I call him a, a an Asian vampire. Carl <laughs> is actually very funny. He is yeah. very funny, and he takes. I knew he could take it because he literally makes black jokes. He loves it. Market. He loves it. So fucking Carl wants. This. So when, on his mic, on his micers or his Quincy Market shows, I'll be like, "Hey, g- keep it going for your host, Carl. Like it must be tough doing. Like, it must be tough doing." I find it interesting that's like only in punchlines that you'll do <laughs> the vocal samples. Um, he so, gets it, baby. He gets it. Yeah. Uh, I would say don't lose the the soundboard. Just like work on your timing. No, I would say uh, lose, the, lose soundboard the soundboard and work on your yeah, timing. Either. Yeah, either. You can do both. Either Why both. do you got to yeah, choose? Yeah. yeah. So, no. So, Carl will introduce you. And it's like Quincy Market. So, it's like tough to get a crowd going. And so, I'll... Yeah, because it's in the middle of Quincy Market. Yeah, but I've done good there a couple times now. And so, y- y- I'll just start by being like, hey, th- give it up, keep it going for your host, Carl. Like, it's really brave of you to be out in the sun considering you're an Asian vampire. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's there you go. Because he let it go. Because right. see, because he right. said it, and then you went. Yeah, so I thought, yeah. I thought, fuck yeah, dude. I we're learning here thought, on the high noon podcast. See, it's it's a we're we're, we're getting I, there. We're getting I had there. one for Shamil, but I don't know him. You like, don't know him well enough. I don't know him well enough. But okay. I, and I ran by seven. He said it's not funny enough to do it without knowing him. Mm. And it was to introduce him as Aziz, not funny. 
Okay. <laughs> Which I think is an excellent tag for an <laughs> Indian. I love Aziz Not Funny. Hey, I like that. You know, I have one for you. Yeah. You know what I said uh, one night pre-pandemic comedy st- uh, studio. St- yeah, studio. Uh, I go up and uh, I, I wanted to make a joke about, and I asked him before I did it. And so I ran it by him. Uh, what's the wrestling black guy? Wrestling? Lloyd. Lloyd, oh, my uh, man Lloyd. Oh. Yeah, so so I went up and I said, hey, everybody give it up for Andrew Dice Dre. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. Yeah, oh, yeah. hey, yeah. I like or that. Or a good one would be to call him uh, Big J Legacy because <laughs> of the gloves. Oh, because of Big J Ogerson. Yeah, I said that joke privately at Crush. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's you, okay? Yeah, it's not yeah, us. Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, <laughs> the problem here is we should... Uh, well, me, me and Alan Fitzgerald, the first time I ever met him, Love we went. Alan so much. I've only had like two conversations with the guy, but the first time I met him, he was hosting a skew and uh, a pew. And I, uh, I started my set by being keep it going for the neighborhood retard. They let hold mitts at the boxing gym because he loves the sport so much <laughs> <laughs> because he, he was wearing like this dirty Everlane sweater. Yeah. He's yeah. Like, that's his uh, show. <laughs> that's his show. Hoodie. You can just see him like holding the mitts <laughs> like the special guy in the movie. Like, yeah. Oh, nice hook. Dude. Uh, <laughs> dude. Uh, I once heard Jonathan Tilson on dude. Where's my goat? Tell him. Uh, you, you, you dress like, uh, the 30 year old Bobby Hill. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. He looks like he's like, Oh, oh wait, wait, I have, Oh fuck. I don't That's know my you. purse. Yeah. I don't know you. One of the greats. <laughs> Dude, I heard that they're bringing back uh King of the Hill. Mike judge is doing a revamp. Really? What's yeah. your favorite King of the Hill line right now? Oh, dude. Oh fuck. Uh, dad. Dad, what do we do if they ask for their steaks to be well done? You politely ask them to leave. Yeah, it's a classic. Bah. You politely but firmly. Yeah. <laughs> I have so many, but it's In just to think about it. My just... favorite episode is a, a, a beer can named Desire. Do you remember when they go down to New Orleans and they learn? Is this that, when he throws the football through yes, the... Yes, and they the, learn, and they learn that Dale is like... Uh, oh, oh, this flower is wilting. <laughs> I am wilting like a flower. Oh, Robert. Yeah, and then the whole... And, and Dale feels like a king for the first time because right. like he's the last of the Dotrieve bloodline. And the girls love him. Yeah, and they're like bureaucrats. And so all the girls are fighting for him, but he's trying to figure one of them is his cousin and he doesn't know which one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he's like kind of been dislocated from the family. So he's looking at one of them through the window and the guy, the 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 patriarch of the family oversees him and he's like, William Montgomery Dotrieve, when you were gazing upon sweet Petunia, were you admiring the beauty of her garden or simply... Playing in the mud. And Bill and Bill Oh it's Bill, sorry. And Bill just sighs and goes, Playing in the mud. <laughs> Dude, you remember you remember when he has the mental snap when his wife leaves yeah. him? And he wears her clothes yeah. for like for like weeks. And, yeah. and, and, and remember because he's in the military, he's a yeah. barber. Yeah. And and the sergeant's like, Bill. Bill, where are you? And Hank's like, Bill, you've got to pull out of it, Bill. You can't right. be dressing like... So uh, is it Maureen? 
Well, his Marlene. ex Marlene, is yeah. that what it was? Yeah. He's like, You're not Marlene Bell. God damn it. <laughs> hey, God damn it. Yeah. Dance with me, Lady Bird. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I, I love I love how he just literally he just treated Peggy like such a dumb cunt. Yeah. He would just be like, yeah, <laughs> like oh, you remember? You remember the episode where uh, the tornado comes through the trailer park, yeah. and he's holding on to the fucking telephone pole, yeah. and his shorts fly off, and everyone sees his tiny penis. I got a narrow urethra. Oh, amazing, <laughs> amazing. Yeah, it's one of the like. Hey, why, why don't you go do that over there? <laughs> so funny that I've, rest so, in peace, Brittany Murphy. Yeah, seriously, yeah, Big absolutely. Uh, isn't now Bobby Hill, Dad? Yeah, that's a woman, right? Pamela Adlon. Okay, she played um she played the chick Louis likes in the Louis C.K. show. Oh no shit! Uh-huh. Hey, uh, she was his writing partner too, yep. and more in yep. a couple things. Hey, so is it true? Because uh, I've I, we've talked about this because you you grow and I think that you could relate to this too, Andrew. Growing up in Arkansas and not moving here until 2013. I, I, I've always been into comedy and you as well. Were you ever into any of these Northeast New York comics? Yeah. Like, like, did you know about Louis? Yeah. See, Louis CK yeah. was one of the first people that I got into See, in, I, in middle I, school. I never even uh, like that show, the Louis show. Uh-huh. I couldn't have told you one thing. And now that I'm a fan of Louis, cause I, I bought his special too, for man. eight bucks worth every penny. 100%. Hilarious. But I never uh, saw the show, and now it's an awesome show. Can you see it? Yeah, you can buy. I mean, you can buy the DVDs, but I, I don't know. I think you can stream it on the FX website, what, right? DV- I doubt it. What's a DVD? <laughs> right. <laughs> but no, I, I no because they remember it used to be on Netflix. It used to be, yeah. yeah. But he was prolific, man, you in, in the mid two thousands. It is still available for sale on like Apple TV and Prime Video, but it's like for sale per episode. Oh, it's like two bucks an episode. Fucking shit! You could probably. Is there no deal for uh, if you buy the season? Twenty five bucks for the season. That's a lot of money. Well, they're making you work. There's for four it. or five seasons, right? Yeah, I'm trying to find out here. No, but he was he was uh, releasing specials like a Five motherfucker seasons, in the yeah. in the mid 2000s. So you can find yeah. all that stuff on YouTube, dude. You can still go on Netflix and see uh, uh, Louis 2017, and you can also see one Louis, of my least favorite. You can see Louis live at the Comedy Store too. What's um? What would you? What's your? What was your first comic that you were like, holy shit, this guy's the man? Well, so so, you mean once I became a comedy fan. No. No, or no. do you mean the first time I saw comedy? The first time you saw comedy and registered it to the point of being like, wow, this is awesome. That Dude. was the Blue Collar Comedy Tour DVD. <laughs> nice. And I saw Larry the Cable Guy, Ron White, yeah. John, uh, or Ron Jeff White's Foxworthy. Amazing. Dude, Ron White just quit drinking. Yeah. He drank ayahuasca yeah. and doesn't drink anymore. Well, the doctors told him something. Good heavens. Oh, so you don't think the ayahuasca was like an eye opening? No, I think he did the ayahuasca because he wanted to stop drinking. Oh, the doctors okay. told him something he knew would be an issue. He did die. Okay, because I've been waiting for this mm-hmm. because the man drank straight tequila all day, every 24 day. 24 seven. Yeah. He's which, by the way, personal hero of mine. Ron White. He's yeah. incredible. Yeah, I love him. Yeah. He's a um, I don't know if you've ever done a deep dive into the old A&E uh, uh, night at the improv. Mm-hmm. Chance Langton is on there. Tony V, uh, Lenny Clark, like a ton of local Boston comics. 
are on there, and it's really cool to go mm-hmm. back and watch. Uh, Doug Stanhope used to have long hair. Awesome. Uh, Ron awesome. White's on there, and he had long hair. And this is something I always bring up that I've told you. Uh, Ron White, I saw him on Evening at the Im- Im- <laughs> Evening at the Improv, and uh, he does. Uh, they let him do like ten minutes mm-hmm. or something, and he does a a, a ten minute bit that he does at the time. So this was 1988, and Blue Collar Comedy Tour wasn't released until '02, right or '03. That's the same bit. It was the same bit. Yeah. And I yeah. was just like, Ron White. Like, wow. Is, he, Dude, it just seems like, he, it's, I, it's I don't want to say it was like a better time or or that it was, because you, well, you could get away with it. That, yeah. 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 And I'm not knocking it, but I mean, it's it's like, it, it is a funny Well, I feel like I got bit. some kind of bug or something, because like as soon as I get one thing down, I, f- I want to crash so it. So that'll fade. Yeah. Because uh, I don't know if you've noticed, but I've been working on my same few jokes right. s- s- since sort of you've been coming right. into right. it. And you'll realize, and I think you'll agree, that the whole doing something new every time fizzles out and you realize that you yeah. need to work on those bits. No, I know this. The I only- know this as true, but it's like a hurdle, a mental hurdle. I oh yeah, you. yeah. You get tired of your stuff before anyone else does, For sure. right? Yeah. But what I'm saying is, don't feel bad to go up and do something that you've done. Because right. something I struggled with in the very beginning was, and we talked about this, uh, you and me, uh, was you never wanted to do the same three minutes because because before the pandemic, three minutes is what you got, right? Like at the studio at Sally O'Brien, Ugh. three minutes. And you always felt like you needed to do something new every why is time. It, why now is it more? I think it's because there's, there's fewer less people. And less stage time. It used to be every single open mic had a minimum of 45 to 50 comics. Interesting. Dude, we would go to... Dude, th- my first time going up at the comedy studio, I was number 67. Yeah. Yeah. And I went up at like 11 o'clock. Ew. Yeah. Um, okay, so blue collar comedy. That was your first, yeah, the first yeah, yeah. special. How about you, Andrew? Something British? <laughs> Dylan Moran. Yeah. yeah. Irish. Dylan yeah. Boring. <laughs> Dylan Moran's a genius. Yeah. Have you ever watched any of this stuff? No. I got to. No, yeah, I got to. You recommend it. Because really the Brits stay fucking stink. They're great. Um, I remember vi- I remember before stand-up being a huge fan of Chappelle show and then learning that killing them softly was a thing. Love yeah. it. Love that special. It's unbelievable. It's, unbelievable. it's one of the first bits I saw. The Sesame Street bit was probably one of the Amazing. first stand-up bits where I was like, oh, people... Because before that, my only exposure was like Bill Cosby right. to stand-up right. as like a kid kid. But by the time I was right. like sixth grade, seventh grade, and I saw the, the, the fucking uh, Sesame Street bit, I was like... Uh, okay. Yeah, same, same age, just around somewhere. I somewhere loved his uh, my yeah, friend Chip, my white friend Dude. Chip. <laughs> oh my god! And Chip <laughs> took off. He didn't even know he was racing. That tagline. I'm sorry, officer. I didn't yeah. know I, I couldn't didn't know do I that. couldn't do that. <laughs> Bro, it's brilliant. It's, it's brilliant. Brilliant. It's love just it. unbelievable. Sometimes there's the, just those lines you'll never forget. I, I absolutely love it. Sprinkle some crack on him. Let's get out of here. Or or when he's closing the window. Click. When kids get in, they pull up to the hood and he feels afraid. Dude. I mean, amazing. No one does it. I still think he's the goat. Me oh, personally, oh, I mean, I dude, Dave Chappelle. It's a different strategy. He's, ama- he's amazing. What? How do you feel about uh, 
I, I feel like we're getting like very com comedy heavy, and we usually try not to. But like, um, I I I, I uh, ha, like you know how like he won like the like he won like the Mark Twain uh -huh. award. Did you watch the the thing on Netflix? Yeah. The Mark Twain. Yeah, yeah. I loved it. I me thought too. it was so good. Me too. Um, that was excellent. He's a hero to me. Uh, like outside of comedy, I think as a person he's a hero. How do you feel about like his talkative specials? Sure, that's a, it's a good question. I wish it was comedy. Yeah, me personally, because that's what I'm the fan of. I recognize that he's in a unique position and he's using the position he's in, and that's well and and I respect that. I don't knock it, but if it was, if I could choose what my favorite artists produced, it would be comedy. Because see, I don't think he's done anything f truly brilliant in comedy. Since Sticks and Stones. Like, like I thought the special after that, when he did the LGBTQ stuff. That's Sticks and Stones. Is it? Yeah. When he's in the, the jumpsuit. Yeah, 2019? Yeah, yeah. The, like pre-pandemic. Well, that's the last special he put out, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I would agree. But then he but I'm saying since then he's done all these like fifteen minute to like yeah. thirty minute so like what I'm talking things. Right. I, that's just what he releases though. But I just don't think he should call them specials or... I don't think he does, really. I don't think he does. I think that... I guess you just sort of, in your mind, you go, oh, a new Dave Chappelle thing. Yeah, And you expect comedy, that. and well, then it's because he doesn't, like, comedy. release it on a platform. It's not like that stuff's no, being released on No, he puts it on, on YouTube. Yeah, it's on YouTube and, and Instagram. Instagram. Yeah. That's social media. Oh, and then, like, at the end of his stub sets, where he did, like, he called out Netflix and... And had everybody yeah. boycott. Yeah, but you all. have to but recognize that he's he's working on a new special, so he does an hour, hour and a half of comedy for those audiences, right. and he doesn't release it because that I mean, special. I ready. think he could go up unprepared and do a full hour. Totally. Yeah. You guys talking about Chappelle? Me? Chappelle. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. My bad. <laughs> but I just got back. You ever, you ever, you ever feel like it's hard to find pants small enough? <laughs> you ever, you know, big and tall. Yeah. You ever tried going to little and small? What's it? I was watching Kill Tony, and uh, and he's going. You know, David Lucas, the guy who goes on and roasts everybody. Yeah. yeah, yeah on yeah, Kill yeah. Tony, uh, he's he got, he got some like new like blazer or something, and Tony goes, "Where'd you get that? Big and fat." <laughs> <laughs> do you see? Do you see him walk Donnell? Dude. Crazy. Donnell Rawlings? Yeah, Donnell. Dude, I, felt, I, I felt like I felt like Donnell acted like a fucking baby. Bitch, of course. That's like a fucking was it bitch, dude. Yeah, yeah not well. Tony Hinchcliffe is a professional, so it didn't like interrupt he kept, the show. He kept some kind of vibe going, but Donnell, this I don't even know if it was David Lucas. I think it was another comic. No, it was that other black guy who had the golden ticket. Obi something, yeah. I don't know what the golden ticket is, but that that means if you get the golden ticket, you can go on any Kill Tony show. Anytime, and no you, kidding, and you get a guaranteed one minute. Wow, that's incredible. And only four people have gotten it. Is Ali McCoskey one? I don't, I don't know. I think that's how she started. So wait, so 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 so, so Tony said something to offend Donnell. No, the the, the guest, open micer, the the, the, <laughs> the guy who was signed up was for the show, dude. He, he like and was he just got ripped. him, dude. He I got mean, him great. Was he was ripping him for like. A, and Donnell got so mad he left the show. What did he say to him? Nothing. He left. No, no, but what did the what did the guy say to Donnell? Oh, I couldn't. Calling him a crackhead and shit like that, but like really yeah. funnily. Yeah. Does Donnell smoke crack? No, no, but that he was Ashy Larry. Yeah, he was roasting him. He was just roasting Donnell in so joke that's form. That's funny. I agree. That's the whole thing because that's that's what. And then Donnell tried to get back at him. He was trying to like play ball for a second, and he just couldn't. Like he caught him off guard. Yeah. Donnell didn't have like shit ready for him. This guy. Ripped him like just completely roasted him. Won the quote unquote roast battle, 
and Donnell walked. He, he go and he turns after to t- the guy left. The too. guy left. He's he goes. I'm going to the bathroom. It. Yeah, and you can see him go to his pause. He goes. <laughs> 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 he waves his finger. Around. Well, I, I personally thought it was very disrespectful of him to do to the show, and I, I also found it to be very uh, immature. And like, dude, you're a twenty-something year comic, and you can't taste, can't take a little bit of, you know, uh, shit talking. Yeah. So I don't know what happens. I've so. I. After so, all, you know, I mean, down there, it really is. Bro, that deep uh, bass voice is really comforting. Yeah, you want him to wrap your arms around you. I can't wait uh, to be living there, dude. I am so excited, man. To be in Texas. Yeah, I can't wait. I love it. More power to you. Yeah, I love it. Well, all right, so all right, we're we're all right, but here's uh, the right, thing. Okay, go ahead. You were so this is no secret to you, because you already know this about me. I was quarantining recently. I had to quarantine. Yeah, yeah, on account of a contact that I had with COVID. So I was home. Okay, this is what you, you do. Are, are you trying to be secretive about who it was? I'm just saying this is what you do when you're quarantining. I, right. I'm not saying anything about who it was. All I'm saying right. is I've heard that the guy that it was from. Place with little kids. Now, moving on. <laughs> moving on. Okay, it doesn't matter. You're alone in the house when yeah. you're quarantining. Yeah. That's not fun. Yeah, it's horrible. You get anxious from time to time. Yeah. You get lonely. Yeah. Right? I could turn to, you know, booze. I could turn to whacking off, but I just felt like sometimes that I wanted something that could help me with my anxiety that was of a more medicinal nature. Uh-huh. Okay. And I just didn't have access to anything like that, you know? And it just felt, it felt... I don't know. It felt it felt lonely. Right. Did, did you let me ask you this, Andrew? Did you feel like it was that void? It were was you, like a you, void. Yeah. Were you looking t- for something to maybe get you like a little bit high? Yeah. <laughs> a li- to, to lift at least to lift me out. But there's but you you guys know as well as I do. There's nothing like that. There's nothing like that on the market. I mean, Andrew, uh, I think that uh, I might have the solution for you. And what? What's you got to be kidding me. You got to be kidding me. You have a solution for someone who's quarantining right now because you know it's COVID. I someone think so. who's quarantining. What's interesting I about do. it is that I, I think I have an, a, a little bit of an understanding of where we're going here. And what you're looking for, you're not going to find it in that living room. No. You're not going to find it in that bedroom. You can't find it in that bedroom. You can't find it in that living room. Arguably, you can't even find it in the bathroom. I don't think so, you could. So, Nat, where do you think you might find that? If I was a looking man, yeah. the <laughs> first <laughs> place I would look is that kitchen. you got to be kidding me. You would, And what could, what could one find in that kitchen? I mean, that's the thing. The options are wide and plenty. A grandiose selection. I mean, we are talking mangoes, strawberries, bears, pineapples. Some of the limited edition offerings are going to rock your world. But here's the thing, Nat. I can march down to the grocery store down the street and get mangoes and pineapples and all this. It's not going to help me with my anxiety. There's nothing of those flavors, which I enjoy, that's going to help me with my anxiety. Well, when you add a little something special to it, that might change your mind. Oh, tell me more about this. Such as what? I don't know. Something of the medicinal... You gotta be fucking kidding me. You're telling me there's a kitchen I can go to known as that kitchen where I can get flavored things of the pineapple variety, but also it has medicinal THC in it. Not only does it have medicinal THC in it, but it has an accurate advertised amount. That is really what separates that kitchen 
from other like products. You're going to get a bag from your neighborhood guy. You might even like the guy. You might even trust the guy. Let me tell you right this. It says 100 mics. It's going to have 20. It might have 30. (laughs) If you really like the guy, it's going to have 50, but that is a stretch. I would say cut it in half, knock off 50. That's usually what you're going to get versus the advertised product. Boys, I'm halfway there. I'm halfway there. You've almost convinced me. This is my qualm. I've been down this road before. Mm -hmm. I've gone these medicinal routes. Mm -hmm. These people, I can't find them again. I can't find them again because they have no social media presence. I can't follow them anywhere. So lucky for you, man. I think if you go to Instagram and you look up at that kitchen, you could find everything we just talked about. Jesus Christ. So everybody, please go and follow our sponsor of the High Noon Podcast. That kitchen. Fuck yeah. And you won't even have to worry about being alone in your living room anymore. Never again. Fear no more. Great company. Great people on the Great on the, people. On local the Massachusetts end. guys. And above all, a great product. God bless. Shout out That Kitchen. That was a ton of fun. <laughs> Fuck yeah. That, shout out. Shout out, Jeff. Yeah. yeah that, shout was, out Jeff. that was so much fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You picked up that. <laughs> oh, so good, dude. All right. So. All right, so we're gonna we're gonna get away from the uh, from the old the deep uh, comedy from the deep yeah. comedy stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah for uh, our for our four listeners, thank right. you guys. All right. for so, so I actually have some uh, some Arkansas news here. Okay. With it. Arkansas man, if you will. Back to you, Mason. More on this story. We're going to head over now to Mason Smith in the field. Mason? Hey, thank you, Andrew. Uh, I am uh, over here on site in Arkansas. Actually, documents suggest that former principal used science lab school supplies to make meth on campus. Let me ask you a question, Mason. Was his last name, did it rhyme with ite and start with W and sound like white? (laughs) No, but... (laughs) Funny, funny separate thing. So since I just had COVID, uh, you know, being stuck at home. I you got to rewatch I it. I started rewatching yeah. Breaking Bad. Really? Yeah. Nice. Uh, but so anyway, so in Jonesboro, Arkansas, uh, this was uh, in March of this was last fuck last month, dude. Um, Only the most breaking news here. On <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, last month in Jonesboro, Arkansas. One thing a month happens in Jonesboro, okay? So maybe. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know if you maybe know this, more, but uh, it's, right. it's actually Jonesboro. Uh, yeah. With a it's G-H. boring. Or Jones, can I borrow a dollar for me? Oh, no, there's two of them. Exactly. Cool. This there. is fun. Yeah. <laughs> cool. yeah. Uh, all right. So months, yeah. uh, months before the principal resigned after testing positive. For drugs and amidst allegations that he made meth on campus, newly (laughs) released documents reveal that teachers had their suspicions. In the last week, the Arkansas Board of Education levied a $500 fine and suspended former Westside High School principal Michael Graham's license for one year. Graham resigned from his post after school officials discovered uh, a methamphetamine lab dump site just off the campus no kidding. <laughs> and after he failed a subsequent drug test graham's resignation letter cited personal reasons for stepping down <laughs> yeah, just did. hours after region 8 news posted the story online sunday march 14th west side school superintendent scott something released uh, <laughs> uh, an official statement in it gaunt is this gaunt it looks like cunt with a g 
Gunt claimed ongoing investigations by local law enforcement yeah. and the ADE's uh, licensure ethics. These fucking big words here, bud. Uh, yeah, anyways, uh, the superintendent stated that there had not been any cover up. In response to the events that led up to the resignation of the former high school uh, principal, uh, please note that the West West Side is uh, not a law enforcement entity. The entirety of the evidence found was completely circumstantial and could have pointed to any number of individuals who had access to the campus. All right, so as we are now, how do you guys feel about this? You guys think this guy was cooking meth on campus or what? Yeah, but I like it, dude. Yeah, I, I, I mean, he's a regular real life Walter White. Did he was he a chemistry teacher? I missed that. He part. was the principal. He's the principal. That's what but I'm he saying. Was using, but he was using the lab. That's what I like about That's it. Awesome. Yeah, More yeah. power to him. If That's it was a random awesome. jilted teacher, right? You know, you've got your English teacher, you've got your chemistry teacher, whatever, this or that. They're dissatisfied with their life. They're not making enough money, this, right. that, and the other. They don't have a lot of power. They don't feel like they have a lot of voice on the school board. But it, no, it was the principal. It's his domain. Yeah. So he definitely thought, he was I'm going to get away with he this. He was doing it for power. Yeah, yeah. dude, that's a, what I like, like about <laughs> it, nobody, right? Nobody's going to fuck with me. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, dude. Yeah. When the head honcho is the really Breaking one. Bad. That's like the whole energy of Breaking Bad. Yeah, Min- yeah, yeah. Minus all the cool chemistry. It's the power you, thing. You well, know, he was doing the cool chemistry. He was doing the cool chemistry. Well, or he just knew a tweaker down the road named Randy. Shake yeah. and bake. That was like, yeah, hey, man, listen, I'll cook you up some good old ice. The problem is, the problem is, here's where you land to a problem. Um, It's a high school, correct? Yes. In, in Jonesboro? Yep. It could have been one of 5,000 people that were doing <laughs> the math. It would have been the entire faculty yeah, and the yeah, entire yeah, student yeah, body yeah. that how, could have been involved. How in about math all operation. those students that are really relieved that their math wasn't <laughs> right? Fucking so, tell me this about the shaking bake method. Yeah, batteries. Okay, so you lithium, don't <laughs> the you don't have to strips, use the the Sudafed. Kitty litter. No, 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 you still need. So when I was a teenager, Matches. what you would do is you would no. That's for red phosphorus. That's much more technical than really? shake and bake. Yeah. So when I was younger, you could go into Walmart. And buy uh, Dayquil right. with Sudafed in it. Right. And it was over the counter. But then they started keeping a but track of everyone's name. they started making it where you had to sign a thing. Yeah, And then yeah. you went into it. Every Walmart communicated with each other. We right. have this in my hometown. Too. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah so yeah. it became a big deal. Yeah. So then they, what you would do is you would find, you would take these boxes and you would go sell it to your dealer or the cook and then they would go make meth and bring you the meth. Right. And that was sometimes referred to as anhydrous. And it was like a white... Uh, dusty mm. substance. Ice is a completely different thing right. than doing uh, shake and bake. Sure. Shake and bake is disgusting. Anhydrous like like is a lower, chemistry term. Not a good high? Uh, no, anhydrous is disgusting. Like, it's a very dirty, chemically... Yeah, exactly. Like, very chemically yeah. gross... It doesn't have water in it. It's disgusting. Right. Yeah, yeah, it's very gross. Right. But then if okay. you add, like, I think if you add, like, the lithium strips. Do you ever cook? No. Oh. Fuck no. I don't know. No, no. no fuck no. No, I failed chemistry. Hell no. All right. No. <laughs> Not that any of these fucking rednecks passed it. Right. But, you know. You just but, memorize one so, protocol. So there were uh, some teachers, though, at this school that said that they had feelings that he was cooking meth. Well, that's, <laughs> so, that's, so let's let's uh, let's hear some of these sus- teachers report suspicious activity. <laughs> uh, 
According to a September 21st statement from then assistant principal Chris George, teacher Katie Smith said Graham came to her classroom covered during, in scabs. During, yeah, <laughs> and, yeah, took a shit spots. in the trash can. Yeah. Pupils <laughs> totally dilated. Stop screaming. Reeking of fucking just chemicals. Amazing. Uh, during prep period and inquired about an at-home activities for science enrichment for his children. <laughs> The science teacher suggested that Graham's children do a strawberry DNA extraction. Instead, she said the principal said he wanted to test the pH of household items and ask (laughs) if he could have some strips. (laughs) I provided a bottle of hydrogen pH test strips to him, Smith said. He has not returned the bottle or any, <laughs> or any unused strips since that day. This is really the every time part. I follow up to ask him about it, he scratches his arm First, distractedly. Yeah, and look, and, and the darkest for twenty dollars. The, the darkest <laughs> thing he doesn't make eye contact. Yeah, uh, and, and, you know, it's it's like you know, I love the idea of a series of interviews where the guy's like, "So you felt like you, yeah. uh, you heard something early on," and he's like. Yeah, I, I first became worried when he was humping students in the hallways and shitting all over the wall. I, I should have known something was going on when I was in the faculty bathroom and I, I saw underneath the stall as I was shitting a meth pipe come rolling out from the other side. Yeah. He came out, straightened his jacket and marched straight yeah. out. But yeah, uh, I found it interesting. We had a meeting in his office. When I came into the room, he was hanging from the chandelier. <laughs> And singing Yellow Submarine. <laughs> You've got to be kidding me. Now, when did he get a chandelier in his office? He had that installed. Uh, I, Was this before or after asking you for the pH strips? He had quirky ideas. This is interesting. Was the chandelier made of meth? <laughs> right. <laughs> but uh, so uh, the science department's uh, chairperson sent an email and uh, security director regarding suspicious to the security director regarding suspicious activity in her storage room and chemical closet. Uh, She described the finding glassware. This is so breaking bad. uh, The glassware was missing and a white residue on the counters. And get this. He must have been snorting lines off the floor. Because there was white lines on the counters and floors. No. It's like, did you not see the show, too? Because that was the Ever main thing. Ever heard of uh, a little bit of Windex? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, when I was snorting dope, I always cleaned up after myself because I was so God high. God bless. A good I man. I needed a task. See, that's a that's that's what you do. That's a good man right there. That's a function. Clean up head. Clean up after yourself when, you, when you're tweaking out. So I can tell you a drug story that I can actually Let's empathize with Go. this guy. Um, I... One time when I was living in Florida, I got robbed by these crack dealers in my home. Uh, by the way, can, can you say the town? Just Hollywood, I th- Hollywood, Florida. Yeah, it's it was the where the first episode of Cops was ever filmed. I like Hollywood. I've been there many times. Of course, yeah. it was. Yeah, yeah. it uh, down downtown area is fun. The beach is good. The beach is incredible in Hollywood. It's one of the better beaches in, in that Do you guys remember that TV show that came out called Hollywood, Florida? No, and it was about the two brothers who wanted to be Hollywood, like. They wanted to be, uh, and they you went can to Hollywood. Look Florida. this up if you want. It was a show called Hollywood. I but it was that. based yeah, in yeah, Hollywood, yeah. Florida, and it was two brothers was right when I who were there, out yeah. of their fucking minds yeah, yeah, yeah. and wanted to be uh, filmmakers. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, I was living yeah, look over it, there, look it up. and uh, I ordered like I was buying and smoking crack from this homeless woman. Hell yeah! Uh, not that it matters to the story, but she was black. And so anyway, we're smoking crack, and uh, 
this time, one time I call her, I'm like, hey, let me get some crack. And she comes and then I open the door and it's her and two guys. And she's like, my cousins need to use your phone or some mm-hmm. shit like that. And I'm like, all right, cool. So whatever, they, they robbed me. And uh, <laughs> yeah, it was just like that, except a lot more violent. Oh, but but, but what they do to you? Where they, where they put you? They held now, me down on my bed. With did they knife. penetrate you? No, okay. there was no penetration, but okay. they, they just held a knife to me. And uh, they just got like some shit. They got random stuff. You, like, wait, but you're telling me that a bunch of black guys robbed you and didn't do anything to you? Not in the butt. Also, love how they use cousin. I just meant yeah. uh, in general because they're all talk. Yeah, they're all talk. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, on, yeah, find the show. yeah, Mr. Black Guy, what are you gonna do? I to think me? he was. I think he just found it. Yeah, no, no, I found it. It's definitely yeah. There's two brothers, uh, Alex and Fanger, and, and they're Lenny trying Jacobson. to be filmmakers. Yes, yeah. right? looks good. funny. No, it was. It only lasted one season. So well, I mean, it's got huge, great ratings. I like. I enjoyed it. I, I liked it. Anyways, go ahead. Well, the story is. Uh, you got robbed. I got robbed. It sucked, and I called the cops. He got robbed. Schneidered. Yeah, that's. That's a, another common uh, terminology, but so I, yeah. I call the cops. They show up, and I don't know if this was out of like sympathy, or <laughs> she forgot it, but she had left like a baggied up, big fat sack of crack on my kitchen. How counter. many grams do you think? Like one and a half. Oh, fuck yeah, that's solid for crack. Right, except right. that I didn't know it was there, and I called the cops, and they found it. <laughs> oh, did you get in trouble? No. No, because they, they left it there, which was technically true. They go, what's this? And I go, oh, my God. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to jail for getting robbed. This is going to be <laughs> awesome. And so, Damn. Yeah. Where was it, by the way? Bro, the, They le- she left it like right here, like on the counter, and, and I didn't she, see it. But, but she planned the robbery. Yes. And why did she leave it there? I think she was. I think she, she was felt so like she betrayed up. me. Yeah. I think uh, what happened. Or was she, she was so fucked up. She just doubt it, doubt it. That's the one thing they're not. She was do just is like, this is this is a way to maintain the connection. She was like, hey, maybe so, keep sorry, going. Yeah, yeah. Oldest trick in the book. You leave a little something. You leave a little crack after you rob the guy. Right. Because then comes, you still need me. He comes crawling back. Then you first, still first need and me. last taste is free. Right. Yeah. And so, anyway, they get over there, and they're like, what happened? I made up some cockamamie story. I, like, didn't tell them it was drug-related, obviously. Of course, yeah. And they were like, okay, well, then what's this? And I was like, uh, I don't know. And they were like, all right, well, we're not going to follow up on this because you just are a crackhead also. And I was like, oh, <laughs> oh, so wait, so they took it as, like, no harm, no foul. That's yeah. sweet. That's kind of sweet of them. Uh, Let's yeah, be honest. Yeah, yeah. They, didn't, they didn't lock me up. The one thing that was scary is that I they like for broken later when I was at work and like robbed me again, but they broke the this, same like, people. I would assume they were so. double dipping. Yeah. Oh, what did they take both times? The first time they took like my passport, a laptop, some oh. other shit, and then the second time they came back, there wasn't much left. I think they ended up like coming in for the TV or something. Fuck, mm. oh, Yeah, I don't really remember, but anyway. Uh, what sucked was that th- I thought they stole my cat because they had broken yeah. in through this back window. Yeah. And I had a cat that I had actually stolen. Why Why would someone who's doing crack regularly have an animal? Oh, you love a cat. Well, yeah. here's a, if not a twist because it happened before, but here's a little, a little curve. Where is this cat now? Living at my mom's house. Oh, for real? Uh-huh. The oh, so you brought it from Florida. Correct. Well, okay. I will stop shitting on you as much then. 
Because I was about to be like, you piece of shit. Yeah, I you spent I spent five hundred bucks. Okay, and I got the service right. to get it up. It, okay. it was like a, a, a renovated renovated van with like yeah, scratch yeah, and yeah. posts all over. No, okay, good, good, good. So I now like you know, it, it and my mom are inseparable. But your mom's like, I will cook. This I cat. rescued this. If she cat. looks at me wrong, I have a Korean mom now. Yeah. So <laughs> I was doing uh, Russia. <laughs> right, I was doing cat cooker. So, oh yeah, um, yeah, 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 yeah. So <laughs> I Wait, hold on. Hold on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if Koreans are very gong y. It's all the same. Yeah. So uh I rescued this cat from a different crackhead. Mm. There was a guy Doing who in God's work. So I lived in the hood. Like it was you ask our buddy Phil. He like is the only person I think you know that like has visited me there when I was living there. Uh, also, I know Warren, and uh, oh yeah, you know Warren. Apparently, all his shit was stolen too. Yeah, that was on the second time, and he thinks yeah. I did it. So, yeah, would you yeah, say yeah. that yeah. when you were rescuing this cat, you here we go? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe held the owner down on his bed with a knife <laughs> to rescue the cat. <laughs> would you say that karmic. that's how you rescued it? <laughs> yeah. Would you say that you got this cat from revenge? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> would you say that when you? rescued this cat you smuggled the cat out in your I re- asshole i reverse john whipped <laughs> yeah. it yeah yeah actually uh he, he was taking a page out of uh what's the guy wow oh, fuck what's the guy's name that shoved gerbils up his ass richard gear yeah richard gear uh nats, <laughs> of nats might as well be richard queer yeah that's good yeah yeah uh, we so this guy lived in my gotta complex. get one in at least every episode <laughs> this guy lived in my complex and he was like he was just like bad news but he had this cat bad that news bears around. This cat that would follow him around because he'd like give him little pieces of pepperoni or whatever. Mm. Cat's name was Nugget. No, you can't have the last of my pepperoni. <laughs> no one wants to admit to eating twenty cans of ravioli. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> so I, I know it was Ricky. So don't even get me started on. I start that. feeding this cat incrementally, and then eventually, like it just kind of whatever, like it becomes my cat. And he comes around. And I yeah, seen you him, know. I seen you know him, how it goes. Well, because I seen him kick the cat this one time. And mm. I thought it was so fucked up. It was such a nice, sweet cat. And then what started happening is he would spend the nights with me. And then I'd leave for work. And he'd be an outside cat all day. And then come home at night because he knew he was getting fed. Yeah. And he'd be like super nice. and, and While comfy. you're getting head. Yeah, I was out selling furniture. And uh, but the furniture that you stole? No, that's I was working. I was a furniture salesperson. So. Uh, Don't try to church it up, dirt. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, I'm selling furniture by day, taking care of this cat by night. Selling furniture by day and crack by night. Yeah. <laughs> Look out, here he comes. Nat. <laughs> the Nat Man. That's what people who can't pronounce my last name introduce me as in open mics. <laughs> Nat, Nat, Nat. Nat Man and Robin, your house. Oh, how. Oh, come on. Well, you know, never, come on. Yeah, that's good. I got, it anyway, too, got too excited. So this I'm, is sorry, what's cool. I'm sorry. This I'm sorry. is what's cool. It's pretty interesting. So, so this Fuck guy was so. like this big, this big rough black dude. And I, he comes by. He's like, yo, where's my cat? And I was like, it's my cat now. <laughs> And, uh, it's actually my cat now, so yeah. go fuck yourself. And he was like, yeah, that's not going to work out like that. And I was like, listen, man, I'm taking the cat. And then my neighbor, we had planned for this. I, My neighbor, my next door neighbor, he was this drug dealer named London because he like grew up in London. Hell yeah. And uh, and he was a wicked, ni- wicked nice kid. He was like 19 or something. I like hooked him up with Molly sometimes. And Molly Ringwald? That's it. And uh, I feel as though the story's interesting enough to not 
like have to litter with shit jokes. You know what I mean? It's like an interesting. <laughs> it's like a fun. It's like a crazy story. <laughs> if I was like, if I was like, so anyway, the fax machine's not working, and I'm like, what am I gonna do here? Fax and machine, then more like, like fax machine. Yeah, that yeah, yeah, would yeah, be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know. Like, I don't know if you've ever heard the show. But it's basically <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, me yeah. doing this, so yeah. you can continue or not. That's like that's, <laughs> so. That's yeah, 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 that's right. That's right. That's it's right. my show. You so. agreed to be on this shit. That's, <laughs> like, that's like uh, we had a buddy on uh, this one time. We end up not posting the episode because he had too many notes, and uh, and he was like, and he was like, yeah, and we made like one like child rape joke or something like that, and he goes, was it funny or not? I mean, it was just kind of what it was. And okay. Regardless, yeah. he goes, I can't like be attached to this with this joke. Yeah. And at that, that was like, at some one point we were like, all right, man, like, it's okay. And then at this one, Andrew just goes, hey, if we can't do child rape stuff, like, we don't have a show. <laughs> we were just like, that's not, we. it will not be our show <laughs> so you anymore. you left it in. We didn't post the episode. Yeah, oh, but me okay. didn't ask you, why did you never post the episode that I was on? We did. I'm kidding. Oh. <laughs> uh, the, the guy wasn't me. All right, yeah, no, it wasn't, it wasn't. So, All right, so I'm sorry, go ahead. I'll anyway, stop, I'll this stop. kid London, he had guns and shit. So when this guy came back for his cat, the cat, the guy London was just like, he came out with a gun and was like, no, this is where this ends. It's Nat's cat now, like, or I kill you. And I was like, all right, hell yeah. Like, this is sick. This is like the biggest W I've had since living here. Like, <laughs> it's been pretty much just crack and heroin addiction. And now I got the cat. Right. And it was fucking awesome. And then we got it like tested for fleas and shit. And it was good. And so, he's still doing so, well. So basically, more yeah. of the story is always live with a crazy felon yeah. that has a gun. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or just anyone with a gun, Dude, really. Yeah, it's interesting. Just a guy a with felon, a gun. It's interesting. This guy, he was a he's a career criminal. He's still he's still doing the same thing. And when I would do, he would, he would hang out with me when I was all high and shit. And even that guy, I was like, I hate when you do opiates. <laughs> he was like, he was like, he was like, I do not like you on heroin. <laughs> At some point, that was like, I think I've got a problem because um, all the dudes that sell this stuff, yeah, don't like me. On right, it. right, a hundred percent. Hey, did you? So you growing up in uh, the small town, North Carolina? Hmm. Did you? Grow up with, I know that you were like well raised and probably weren't around the shitty people, but were there meth heads where you grew up? Loads. Oh, okay. Yeah, loads. Okay. Loads. Okay. Actually, okay. the um, this isn't a yeah the the um, the street that I live on at the end of it, like a mile down to get onto the main stretch of road, is an elementary school. Two doors down from that is a house, a shitty dilapidated house where. Unless I'm mistaken, to this day, is the regional chapter of the neo-Nazi like Aryan Brotherhood where they still meet. Really? Yeah, and they sling out of that. Front and and house. that's like your uncles. And, and okay, okay. So basically, what I'm saying is the house that I live in and grew up in, two doors down from the elementary school no. headquarters yeah, of yeah, the yeah, neo-Nazi yeah. group. Basically, uh, my family, the, uh, uh, troop, troop, uh, troop, uh, 1488. Lived down on a, that's a deep cut that I probably shouldn't know. <laughs> <laughs> and even if I do, I shouldn't say it. Yeah. But it wasn't as uh, it wasn't quite as big in. Um, You're in, like, yeah, Larry and the boys. Yeah. That's yeah. Right. Oh, oh mean, Andrew. You, wait, wait. I know what you're talking about. Wait, wait. <laughs> Describe this house. You talking about Jimbo? I've been yeah. there. You know Jimbo? <laughs> no, but uh, it I'll wasn't quite as big in in Hickory as it was in Gastonia. 
Gastonia is like right outside of Charlotte, and that's where I went to school. And it's like Gastonia. It's like then like second in the country for meth. Gastonia sounds like yeah. Well, so dude, speaking of meth, it's funny. I actually have that in my notes too. I just watched a documentary called Meth Storm Mm. on HBO. Have you guys seen this? I haven't. Mm. Uh, so it's on on HBO. It's called Meth Storm, and it's filmed in Van Buren, Arkansas, and it is wild. And uh, the reason that I that I I uh, did see this. Okay, yeah, I did see it. So, it is crazy. It, so one of the reasons that I so I mm. don't I don't like when documentaries happen where they make the people in it seem so stupid. Mm-hmm. Like I I'd rather you just film it and show it. You mean at, when it's done in the editing? Yeah. Film. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I don't like it how they make some of these people seem to be like the worst of the worst. Yeah, and like they're just morons because that's not the case. Right. This particular document documentary, one thing I appreciated was they filmed it as is and they showed it as mm-hmm. is, and it didn't make them seem stupid. Yeah, it just it really made, fucked it up. It made you go, well, that just sucks yep. for them. Yep. Like they're just in an area where yeah. the, the, there's the no people, opportunity. The yeah. people that they follow is a mother who all of her kids are meth, head, are yeah. meth heads, mm. and she's a meth head. Yeah. And so they show it from a perspective. It's like a of, really common story. It's, it's not it, like it's not. Yeah, it's not it's rare. Not like super it's not unique, unique yeah. at all. And it just I appreciated that they didn't make it seem that these people are less than. You got that in Boston with heroin. Yeah, you know it, I mean? it's exactly. Like, it's not. It's because they. You know, these people, when they get out of jail and you're living in some small town outside of Van Buren, Arkansas, it's no wonder that you get out Mm -hmm. and you go right back into jail. Yeah. Because when you don't have family with a support system and you have no education and you have nothing. That's why the question is always, you know, they talk about uh, when you talk about opportunities and stuff like that. That's why when you start to have those conversations, you learn that's really a lot more about like socioeconomic problems rather than right. like race problems. Yes. Because yes. poor white hoods are just as fucked dude, as poor, poor black hoods. Dude, it's too. like Dave Chappelle. He's like, my least favorite of the whites are the poor whites. Yeah. I mean, poor white people are the worst. The worst, dude. Like poor white trailer trash. They're just I, as fucked. They're they, just as fucked. Not even just as. They are fucked. Uh, like these yeah. people are so uneducated. Right. And it's, the thing is, it's lines of families right. where when you're 15, 16, you're having a child as a child. Yeah, it's crazy. And you just continue that yeah, there's no pipeline reason for the cycle to stop. of just shit people after shit people. Yeah. And then you can say, well, why don't you just move? All right. To, to where? where? Yeah. With what money? With what education? With what opportunity? What am I going to do? Absolutely. What am I going to do? Absolutely. You ever? You have you seen on YouTube this like interview series? Oh my God! Soft white underbelly. This fucking guy is incredible. Oh no! You got to watch this guy. He goes to West Virginia. He fucking interviews the inbred family. Oh my god! Is this the same Johnny Knoxville, like the wonderful whites of West Virginia? No, no. This dude is just a personal. Can you send me a link for that? Yeah, yeah. You got to see this. I'm gonna send you the. I would love to watch that. Yeah. Well, the the inbred thing is legit unsettling. What state is this in Virginia? What do you? Yeah, it's in the. This one is West Virginia, but he does it all over. He's based in L.A., and what he does is he basically just interviews people from any given any fringe. Yeah, any fringe like junkies, hookers, tricks. Right. Exactly. Rapists. Anyone, anyone crazy? He, yeah, he interviews like a the dude of a particular prison system who, who's in charge of the executions for that mm-hmm. given county, 
and he'll just interview him and he'll interview him for like an as long as they'll talk like an hour. He has one with like a fucking hacker from Jacksonville, Florida that goes on for like an hour and a half and he photographs him because he's a professional photographer and he just talks and he just asks them questions and they tell their entire story. Talks a debt collector. Right. All yeah. you got to do is give him a little platform. Yeah. And, and, he, and he has this one that like went crazy viral yeah. of this inbred family in West Virginia where he like okay. goes to their house and they're it all is. like and fucked up because it is. And it has. And, and, and yeah. now this is. It is like this really is hard not to tied to the wonderful not, not whites. Okay. Not at all. No. Okay. It, it, it is. Now, are they into pills and shit or are they into meth? No, no, no. This. No, no. You, I don't think you're understanding the, what he means by inbred. These people are not functional. These people. It's are like so, hills have eyes. They're mentally. They are yeah. so severe. It's like hills have eyes. Like the, some, yeah. of, some of them can't walk. Oh. They're so inbred. Some oh. of, so this has there's, nothing there's to do with drugs. Guy, there's one guy. A no. little bit of his brain is working. You can see he's responding to some of the questions, but all he can say is like, ha, ha. It's all he can oh, say. Yeah. And they're, oh, no teeth. None of them teeth. Their eyes are. Their faces are fucked They're up. They're lopsided. Yeah. They're all fucked up. Like, yeah. all fucked up. Uh, they're, like, leaking. It's in. I mean, there's... Oh, my God. We're, ta- we're not talking, like, uh, second cousin. We're talking, like, the story Sisters, is brother, brother and sister, sister, mother, son. Like, yeah. For right. generations. Right. Like, they're... It's like what I told you about Ronald Gene Simmons exactly. from my home... No, yeah. What's it called? Home? The yeah. Edwardian... The Edwardian jaw. There's, like, if you look at, like, the history yeah, yeah, of, like, English king. Yeah. The oh, an underbite. Jaw. Yeah. That's from inbreeding. And it's like really, and apparently like, like bubbling food. The, the, yeah. the thing no one talks about is apparently like Charles the Second or something was so severely inbred that he literally like lived in diapers and was just like a pants shitting retard yeah. king. Yeah, he's the king, and literally he was just like a pants shitting retard that he had like horse like give constant blumpkins to because he was just forever shitting his pants. Dude, that's <laughs> like, like disgusting. Uh, yeah, like, did you disgusting. did you watch Preacher? I watched like the Seth Rogen. Yeah, so so I got I love that show. I've seen Butt it all or whatever. Uh, and they have a Jesus that they've kept because in the show the premise of the show is that God is real mm-hmm. and it's all the Bible, all of it's real. Yeah, have you seen it or not? I haven't. No, uh, it's actually I love it. It's pretty cool. It's a good show. It's based off a comic book. What's it called? Uh, Preacher. Oh, I've heard of this. Yeah, I've heard it's, of it. Car- it's Seth Rogen. No, 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 no. It's no. It's real. It's people. based on a graphic novel. Oh, it's based on yeah, exactly. Okay. And it's, Seth uh, Rogen's favorite writer. Seth Rogen is a uh, producer on it. Okay. It's it's very good. Yeah. And yeah. it's it's got great uh, great uh, cinematography, great acting. It's it's great. It's a great show. Yeah. And uh, the premise of the show though is that God is real and he disappears, and there's this one preacher who has access. To, he's a he's a preacher, and the show is about him, and he's a badass, and he like whips ass and kills people and this and that. But there's paranormal things going on. So there's this underground cult of an actual Catholic society who have. How about that? The black actress's name on it. Her real name is Ruth Nega. Oh, that's a little rude. <laughs> that's her real name. Yeah. Dude. Anyways, Jesus is real, mm. but he's retarded. Yeah. <laughs> Because That's true. because he's because <laughs> over over like all these hey I didn't say it because of over these hundreds of years he's just became a uh, just a shell of himself yeah and the actual Jesus in the show is retarded <laughs> and <laughs> and people are still following him no so they don't let the world know that he's real uh-huh. and whenever they're trying to let him know it's it's a comedy too and when they're letting him know that he's real they do a routine. And it's him dancing with a top hat and a cane. <laughs> and it's like... Uh, 
and like, and he's just a clone. And turns out there's like hundreds of these Jesuses. Wow, oh, it's it's very it's. I mean, dude, it's a pretty solid show. Yeah, it's. it's I like. I could. I made it through like half a season. And for whatever reason, I, I would say rewatch it. it. I've been watching zero zero zero. Oh, I saw that when it came out. It's a great show. Killer. Great show. Super good. Have you got? How far are you in it? Episode five or six. I think I've got like two episodes left. Uh, okay. I've never seen this. It's fucking sick. It's just it's just like a drug show. No, but dude, did you hear the budget for the show? Like one hundred sixty million. Every every episode every episode is a movie. It really is incredibly produced, and they uh, speak French, Italian. uh, Where can you find this? Amazon. Amazon. I saw it when it came out, and that's why now when I'm hearing Tom Segura talk about it, I'm like. Dude, I saw this. I've year. been on this train. Bro, yeah, I Segura saw. is two for two right now. Back to what we were talking about. I've seen. Sorry, go ahead. No, you're, no, I was, because I bring what you're going to say. Bring that in up. and of itself. I yeah. told you this, I think, either on a previous episode or just in person. I got inbred cousins. What? Gotcha. My mom's first cousins That's in an Brazil. Trick. Yeah, a little, little post-proto. Post <laughs> I'm going to clap. I'm going to just start screaming when it happens. Okay, so your mom's cousins. Go ahead. So. One of her first cousins is married to another first cousin. Nice. How you know do you feel about it? It's weird. Of course, it's insane. But I will say they have three kids. Yeah. And they're all just... Lovely children. Completely fine. little cross-eyed. One of them just <laughs> got his PhD. Yeah, they're... Another, they're, all, they're all more or less blind. Yeah. <laughs> one of them has a speech impediment, right. but you know, right. he sweet, can't be, sweet as can be. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like the they they pet the cat a little too rough, but yeah. you know, <laughs> sometimes we can't let them hold the little one for too long, right? Yeah. Um, I had a guy. I mean, I can't get like that's something I, we had. Um, wait, was that it though? Yeah, that's kind of the whole story. Yeah, we. we I, mean, I don't have, know what else um, to say. My dad's. They got a fucked. <laughs> my dad's got a cousin who's married to his cousin, and um, I think it's horrible. Like I, he's the nicest guy ever. So I like I try to look past it, but at any time I even think of the dude, it's the first thing I think of. Yeah, I have a hard obviously. Time with it. I have a hard time with it personally. You would, th- you would think that on this show right now, the situation would be something other than. Mason being the only person <laughs> without inbred family. You would think... So. We hey, both I mean, have. Just because we talk slow don't mean we fuck each other. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, if you were to go... If someone were to walk in, hear us talking, and we'd, like, and you'd pick, say... Yeah. Who, who okay, doesn't let's, have Okay, let's do this family? scene. Yeah, right, yeah. right, right. So, so, front door. Hey, how's it going? Hey, man, well, what's well, going I'm on? sorry, wait a minute. That's how you knock? Yeah, no, that's how other people knock, Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's what your knocking sound is. They, they, they do. They, you're they, gonna commit to. Yeah, they make the sound with their mouth. I don't know what to tell you. Uh, all right, yeah. fuck me. Go they ahead. make the sound with the, in their mouth. Family, they do it with. And their I head. hear it. Cool. But so, anyways, set the scene like you were yeah. gonna do. Hey, man. Hey, hey. Uh, yeah. Hey, by up? all means, come on in. All right. Yeah. No, I thought you're coming in my house. Oh yeah. No. Hey. What oh, you guys... I'm gonna come in your house. All right. Yeah. I'm gonna come in your whole house. Hey, so you guys are recording a, a radio show? What is this? A radio show? Yeah, it's a podcast. Yeah. Oh, a millions podcast. Millions cool. of people. Oh, listen. that's fucking dope. So the three. Hey, what's up? I mean, yeah, yeah. Good to meet you. You're Andrew and you're Nat. Yep. And what's your name? Uh, Zimbabwe. Yeah. Oh, Zimbabwe over here. So gotcha. that accent is. Uh, Southern uh, Africa. Roughly. Okay. Cool. So you right. guys were talking about right before I came in. You were talking about inbreeding. Inbreeding. Yeah. And how I'm guessing you know people. 
Yeah. Each one of you knows someone who's. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm just going to guess based on what I've heard of you. Yeah. Yeah. By the way you talk. Right. That the one who knows someone on a personal level. Would be. Who is inbred. Uh Uh-huh. And I don't mean any offense by this. Right. Is you. 100%. 100%. It's Mason. Mason. Why? Because from, I'm from Africa? No, from South Africa. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not mean, just from you know, Africa. I'm from, from Jonestown. From the deep south of Africa. No, I actually, so it's it's the same thing that, you know, Kenny Capozzi said last night. He's like, it's amazing that someone would, that speaks the way I do is less progressive or is more progressive. Than him and Sean Sara. That's hilarious, dude. Right. Yeah. Fucking so true, too, of Bostonians to stick up their ass about how racist the South is, where I have to walk 15 it's like miles. That new joke you're doing. I have to watch good. F- walk 15 miles in any direction to see a black dude. Yeah. Right. And, you know, it's it's like that new joke well, you have, though, where we... you talk about. Uh, oh, how know, they people think they're tell smart. you they're, 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 you're welcome to the smart part of the country. We do it yeah. a little different. We don't have racism because we don't have black people. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's right. We no, can't the be thing racist is, to them. The thing is, you just put them all in a certain place uh-huh. yeah. and then pretend that they're not there. I think sight, what it is mind. is because you guys treat the Civil War the same way you <laughs> I treat... I don't know. If, is this okay? Yeah. I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. Oh, well, this is American history. What do you mean? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You, yeah, you, guys, treat, you guys treat the Civil War the same way you treat your sports rivalries. Right. Yeah. Like, we fucking beat you guys. Right. We, fucking, we fucking owned you guys. That's right. what happened. We fucking... But I, if we tra- if where do you think the racism's worse, truly outside of like from a joke? I mean, dude, I, I'm gonna so as someone who's traveled from east to west coast and everything in between, mm-hmm. I will tell you this: in rural areas, I was I was out in Oregon for a month and a yeah. half working on a weed farm, yeah, and I heard some of the most racist shit that I've ever heard. Wow, I've also worked in the Boston shipyard. I've worked in. I've worked all over Massachusetts, mm-hmm. and I have heard some of the most racist shit yeah. I've ever heard. So if what really comes down to it, all of America is right. racist. Yeah, right. It's hmm. not any certain part of the country. Do you think it's more racist than other places? No, no. I think that it, I think that it's all really bad. I will say no, I had. I, me- I meant America versus other countries. Oh yeah, dude. No. Well, when I went to Australia, um, where my, else? Where, where else have you been went, that would? Lead you to believe that that it was as racist. That no, that America was more racist than other places. Because oh, I've been to some places. So I, I went to Australia, and they're pretty racist. Yeah, I'd say they're way more racist than. I don't know if it's I more. Say. I'd say um, there's a, but they are yeah. racist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The weird thing, Africa's not like. Also, by the way, the, the when I'm saying racist, like the thing is, all these people, it's all stuff that they only say to other white people. Mm. You're like talking, none of them. Comedy. No. Okay. No, no, I mean... No, outside of comedy. You're talking about I'm talking Oregon, about Australia, just, shipyard. I understand. So when just you said, regular like, men okay. that you talk to, okay, so they think it's okay. I'm just making the distinction between like when me and you make racial jokes. It's yeah, not, we're kidding. Right, okay, I understand. But when That's I, not what you're talking no. about. Okay, no. Yeah, I'm dude, talking, when I say the N-word, it's a bit, okay? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Most overtly racist thing I ever have experienced in my life to this day happened in the parking lot of the CVS right up the street here about a really? month after I moved here. Whoa. Some old towny guy got yelled at a pair of chicks for wearing hijabs. Really? Yeah. Dude, yeah. I once I once walked in in Quincy. I walked into the locker room of the YMC uh YMCA is that what, yeah, YMCA the the Y the the fucking Y. I went yeah. into the Y. 
Yeah, and, and it's I, YMCA. We don't have the. We don't have I, them. That like is, the song. Yeah. <laughs> so so <laughs> I go into the YMCA. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm not from your country. Y- what is this? <laughs> so I go into B? the locker room though, and I hear this guy going, "You're not fucking from here. It's your type of people." That are causing all these trouble. You think you can come here and do anything you guys want. <laughs> I got news for you. I'm going to be going and talking to the manager. Yeah, and turns and out he was talking to himself. This no, was- it was two naked old men. One was Asian. Naked? Completely naked. Oh, at the Y. I see. I got you. Kind of and one was a white old man. One was an Asian man. And the white guy's going, you guys think you can do whatever you want. I got news for you, pal. That's a handicapped stall. And you're <laughs> you're not allowed in there at all. I'm going to the management. This is actually a pretty good Boston. It's probably the best Boston accent I've heard you do. It's getting better. And yeah, that's pretty solid. I've been practicing. My Nana and the, and from the, Boston. But the whole time, the Asian guy is going, he's a no good. Yeah, no good, no good, no good. <laughs> yeah, and the guy's just and, like, "Fuck and, you!" And the worst Asian accent we've heard you do so far. So you're what? So you're, don't be gay. You're I'll one t- for I'll, two. I'll tell you. I'll tell you what the most racist thing I've ever experienced was. Was I was in Israel and I was hanging out with these kids that I guess they're referred to as like our scene. That's like the terminology for just like neighborhood punks, just like whatever. The same kids that would like throw. Were they Palestinian or Israeli? What was the word? I didn't, I didn't hear. Arsim. A-R-S-I-M or N. I forgot. I'm going to tell you spelling. It doesn't help. (laughs) All right. So yeah, because he can't read on account of, (laughs) remember what is phonetics? So, uh, they were like just filling their pockets with like rocks and they all had like knives. And I was like, what are you guys doing? And they're like, oh, we're going to go beat up some Arab people. Hell yeah. Like, all right. That's the most racist. Is thing. it still like that now too? I mean, Jews don't like Palestinians and Palestinians don't like Jews. It is a, it is a fact that is so true that the, like when I hear people talk about this side's right, that side, it's, it's one of those things that's so beyond sides. Mm. It's so, it's so culturally and historically prevalent these people have hated each other longer than the greatest greatest grandparents you could ever record this is where i have a question for you yeah so this is this is i'm ignorant to a lot of what you just said Mm -hmm. is the reason the pakistanis hate palestinians Palestinians. jesus christ sorry palestine you know those sandy countries Uh uh the palestinians they hate the jews because America gave Israel to the Jews after World War II. Is that correct? Because we no. took their... Okay. England Explain to and me. before World War II. No. Okay. Well, so... Because I'm confused as to why Israel separated from Palestine and why they're so upset. Well, Because so wasn't but, Jesus but, there? Well, well, that area of land... Yes. ...has been... Like more people have died over that area of land historically than any other place on earth. It's not like this is new. The Romans came and went. The Greeks came and went. The Persians came. Every great empire. I just watched Alexander with uh, Colin Farrell and I'm, what I'm saying is Jared Leto. So the, the the Jews have been fighting that land back for like five thousand years. So America didn't give that to them. Yeah. So the most recent development within that land was. American and England helping establish the state of Israel. Okay. But that's just on paper. 
That's all it is. And then it's on paper. That's where you get the Gaza Strip and the Western Bank, right? right? These little pockets of areas where Palestine because still so has. the Jews let me, took let that me place go, because let me of, they escaped this. Pharaoh. No, the Jews took that. Yeah, exactly. The Jews took they that escaped, place because it was theirs to take. Because they escaped, uh, they built the the pyramids and escaped uh, with Moses. Correct. Yeah. Okay. And they landed. In Israel. Okay. The land of Malcolm. And now, now that point right there, that's where the argument starts. Correct. Okay. Correct. So did any of that happen or not? About the Israelis coming? Yeah, like Israel? was Noah or was uh, Moses real? Did he real? Yeah, so there's you know, actually... so Because I know you guys don't believe in Jesus and right. stuff. Well, we do believe in Jesus. We just don't believe that he was a... We believe that he He was a good guy, okay? That's, a, a, that's, that's Italian. <laughs> that's where, no, he's right, though. That's a really good take on it. The line is drawn that we believe Jesus existed. We also believe he was a great Jew. Do you believe that he died and came back? No. Okay. That's, that's where... Because you guys don't believe in fake... News. <laughs> right. Or alternatively. Well, I have that joke. Or zombies. Alternatively. I, zombie. Because zombie. I, I have that joke about how I was seeking God. I smoked DMT and saw Jesus Christ. I asked, like, him, what, a Jew. I asked him, what should I do? And he's like, just be Jewish. That's literally, <laughs> okay. that's literally all I said. Because all Jesus ever said was be Jewish. That's like his whole gospel. So he never walked on water. I got water a question about yeah. this. I got a question yeah. about this. The advent of Zionism. Because you're early. an equestrian. <laughs> yeah. Actually, that's work. a horse rider, I yeah, think. Yeah, yeah. The advent of Zionism, early 1900s, right? Persecution in Europe. Yeah. Persecution in Israel. Right. Shit's happening. Right. People are discovering or rediscovering yeah. an identity that's more than just their religion. They're right. discovering an Cultural. ethnicity. Yep. Right. Is this as new an idea in the Jewish community? As we acted like it was in every other community. Or were you guys just going around fucking like, yeah, this is old news to us. Ethnicity doesn't fucking matter what you call it. Nationality, we've always been Jewish. Yeah. This is something well, I've always... Well, yeah, are you Jewish as a religion or as an ethnicity? Yeah, but but more specifically, right. like when that became a big thing in the early 1900s because of all the persecution, was that right. something that a lot of Jews were like, fucking yeah, dude. Like, why do you got to spell this out? We've known this for, for millennia. Yeah, that's that's how we felt. And then we bandwagoned on it because we saw that there, like, might be actually greener pastures ahead of, like, actualization. Yeah. Of, like, the you know, like Hollywood and the weather. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Like, Greener pastures, like, controlling the media. So this yeah. was a thing. So this was a thing. It's like, you know, like, persecuted for millennia, um, like, essentially becoming gypsies out of necessity. Right. Like, being nomadic by... Inventing the idea of banks. Right. right all these things. Right, right. Right. Shekels. That, that's true. <laughs> we did. We did invent banks and and the, and the entertainment industry and right. the weather. Right. 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 Yeah. <laughs> no. So and then okay. So what happened with Zionism is that like in in opera, Jerry Seinfeld, Larry so David. We we saw for maybe the first time in ever a like some kind of unified front outside of actual Jews being like, okay, you guys need a place. Mm. It was the first time that was ever even considered as It was a idea. unified front. Correct. And so we were like, all right, yeah, now we're going to make some noise. Because historically, Jews have not made, like, the, the whole... I, <laughs> oh my God, it's so loud. Can you turn it down? Yeah, yeah historically, before, they've been really quiet and haven't complained about anything. Yeah, so... Yeah. Especially, uh, you That's know, a, rashes. It's true. It's a new... I, no, it's a new... I, it is true. It's a new idea. The complaint... Like, we had to kind of just shut up for, like, years and years because it was like, all right, one, one guy well, shows up, would, wipes us out. What happened? Shows up. Uh, I think we finally started, like, having areas where, like, the brain power could show off. Like, when we started winning, like, 70% of the Nobel Peace Prizes. You know, Seinfeld comes out. Right. Wait, but you had fucking rebels, though. Isn't the whole idea of the Maccabees, like, guys that were going and fucking shit up? 
Yeah, but it was like in a pretty. It was in a pretty small. Yo, what if, dude? dude what if there was we, no such thing as a Jewish empire? What if you know we what made I mean? a series of sketches of the Maccabean Revolt and had as the theme music so the Jerry Seinfeld? It was always um. It was always always either escape or defense. Historically, we okay. were never like fight or flight. Like we were never prosper. Like we never like pulled a Genghis Khan and expanded. You know what I mean? Okay, okay. Other so, than you your, keep, I'm gonna go take a piss. Other than your fecundity, is that how you pronounce it? Fecundity. I don't know what, it, what your fecundity is like. Uh, like fertile doesn't matter. Okay, it's like when you're really reproductively. That sounds like one of the characters from Roots. Really reproductively <laughs> successful. Fecundity. Fecundity. It's Toby. <laughs> um, yeah, it was pretty much a call it like pretty much just defense and um and escape, right? Like there wasn't a big like, we never like ran to Rome to get them back. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like that didn't really happen. You know, <laughs> we're retaking Red Square, comrade. No. It What's was interesting always with everything going on. Like, I don't like to talk. Like, I think that I keep within the tri- like the like most Jews don't like most like real Jews, especially like pro- like historically prosecuted Jews. Like, you know, my family being like of Russian and uh, of Russian background and being all immigrants. Like, we don't fuck with guys like the Anti-Defamation League. Like, when shit happens to Jews, it's such old hat that we're not like going out like reposting on Facebook because mm. it's like, what's the point? Because you hear, okay, like the new hot thing is like anti-Asian crime, like anti-Asian hate, right? right? Like that's like the new super popular thing. But if you look at like statistically speaking, 70% of all hate crimes are committed in Jews. Like by 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 the widest margin, you could imagine most hate crimes happen to Jews. Whether or not I believe that like hate crimes are real is a different like question. But, right. Um, but like statistically on paper, like if you were to just look at the record, the worst uh, like Jews have it the worst for hate crimes in this country, but it's not like that's not in the New York Times. That's not popular. That's not, and I don't know what f- for what reason that is. But like I only bring that up because I think it's like really important when people like really jump on woke bandwagons and shit like that. Be like to just like consider your sources, and like I I don't do that out of defense for the Jews because Jews don't feel like we need defending. You know what I mean? Like mm. we kind of run shit, so it's like mm-hmm. all good. You know what I mean? But when people are like, oh my god. Like, can you believe that this is happening to Asian people? That's like, what, like three Asian people you're talking about? Like, what the fuck are you talking about? Do you think it doesn't sell as well given the prolific history that it's had in the 1900s? Do you think that maybe uh, there's a chance that it's underreported in part because of it being sort of old news, like you're saying? I think that the real reason that it's underreported is because... It wouldn't sell as well mm. I, for two reasons. One being actual anti-Semitism, which I don't think is the reason that it's not being reported. I think it's that that's the reason it wouldn't sell well. And two is because um, I was I was gonna say it's in part because Jews are so successful in this country and we're so established, but um, that would be a little kind. Con- um, contradictory in that so are Asians. Asians kill it in this country. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's like Tim Dillon did the best job when he did he did a podcast and he did Bowen Yang segment on SNL. Yeah. Did you see that? Yeah. What, is this the Bowen when Bowen got up and did on the weekend update yeah. and talked? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so and so Tim Dillon breaks it down and he pauses it. So Bowen Yang, he starts this just awful, awful. I un- watched it. It was month. very unfunny. It was incredibly unfunny. It was like also like 
sentimentally incorrect. Yeah. yeah. So he's the first thing he says, he goes, so this has been like a really tough time for Asians. Right. And then he goes, and also like always was, is a tough time for Asians. And Tim Dillon immediately paused the video. He's like, do you mean in like college acceptance rates or like graduation rates or like general economic stature in this country or in terms of like business ownership or like in terms of like having strong communities? And po- it's killing like, it. like they are an incredibly successful uh, culture within this country. Yeah. They're just up there. They're right up there with Jews and Indians. Like mm-hmm. they're we're killing it. Mm-hmm. And so I think that. I, like, I don't know, maybe, like, I feel like part of it is, like, a little bit just media-driven, like, mm-hmm. without getting too conspiratorial. Like, I think it's easy. It's, like, a fun new thing. It has n- the last time we really talked about, like, Asians uh, getting anything was, like, uh, uh, on the other side of it with, like, the Rodney King riots. Like, yeah. this last time, like, Asians have been really involved in, like, the kind of, like, socioeconomic conversation. But, yeah, I don't really know. I think it's just the new story and, like, I don't know. I don't know if, like... I don't really know. I don't know why that like such a glaring statistic that's like right there of like uh, hate crime rates within uh, towards Jews. Like, I don't know why it's so left up. Maybe anti-Semitism, but I, I choose it not to believe that. It seems like it could be in part. Yeah. Like, I hope not, but whatever. My dad is really big. Like, he's he's pretty conservative. And so he's a big like he's big. Like, that's what it is. Like, that's that's what's going on. Yeah. And I hope that's not it. But maybe who fucking knows at this point. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, but that's the thing is that like uh, to kind of bring it back to the point of levity is like. I I just like we just keep killing it no matter what. Like we literally they took away a majority of us. They they made them not exist anymore and we still dominate the sciences, finance, yeah. entertainment. Like I don't yeah. know how it works. Yeah, you know they always say 6 million Jews died. Here we go. Name one. <laughs> That's a great joke. I'll name 3. I right. wish it was mine. Right, right. I'll name 3 right now. <laughs> Levi Rubin. Eric Goldstein. Yeah. Uh, fucking uh, Ruben Van Weingarden. You did make Two up. Rubens. Yeah. Fuck. No, one was the last <laughs> so name. So I don't believe you. Oh, yeah. No, one of the Rubens was the first name. One of the Rubens yeah. was the last name. Oh, that's, okay. that's, that so I mean, anti-semantics. <laughs> ah, that's a great yeah. little thing there. One of your stronger ones. <laughs> that's really did you good. Find, did, you Mason, know did you find everything you, know you needed? You what's interesting is that's a great joke and you don't understand it. <laughs> I go so I I was doing crowd work this one time right you'll appreciate this I was doing crowd work this one time I was talking to this guy you'll appreciate this you won't get it yeah you won't get it yeah because it's probably not funny nobody else knows fucking hilarious hell yeah let's go guys talking about um, how he's such a fan some 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 this guy fan of um, what's the the, the, Fans only? No, the the rock guy who was big in the '90s who just recently got canceled for being rock Marilyn Manson. Trent Reznor. Oh yeah, Marilyn oh. Manson. Yeah, yeah, big Marilyn Manson fan. Right. And I and he and then he he says something about like how fucking Marilyn Manson Satanism in general is a symbol of fucking rebellion and this and that and the other. That okay. sounds so early 2000s. Right. And I go to his girlfriend. I go. So how long have you been with fucking William Blake over here? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Everyone's head. Yeah, I don't know who William Blake is either. Yeah, well, it doesn't matter. 
right. I mean, we're not playing for you. <laughs> so, so who's winning? Hey, did you find everything you needed? He, he's okay? no, he's no, he's no Derek Duke. Yeah, yeah. Or, he's wait, no what's the guy's David name? Duke. Yeah, that's what I meant. David. Right. He's no um, what's the Tiger King guy? Joe Exotic. He's no Joe, Joe Exotic. Exotic. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So I think we've uh, I think we've uh, pretty much touched all the bases here. <laughs> I know we've definitely touched all the races. Yeah, well nice. Yeah, we haven't yeah, touched yeah. all the people. You know, um, but yeah, so uh, we've already gotten our plugs out of the way. Everybody, thank you for listening. This has been a wonderful episode of High Noon. Nat, thanks Nat, for coming. Yeah, thank yeah, you so course, much for coming. We're a big fan of yours. What, once thank again, you. once again, everybody, please, if you haven't already, go follow and subscribe and listen wherever you get your podcast, the Milk Jug Podcast. I've been a guest on it uh, two or three times now. Andrew's done it. It is a wonderful podcast. Very funny. And guys. also, I I didn't. I we got sidetracked at the beginning mm. of this. I meant to say this earlier. I and I wanted to actually before we uh, finish. Let me let my let me let end. my uh, autism stop. Yeah, for a minute. Uh, before we end this podcast, I actually wanted to just talk to you about your sketch that you released, the four minute oh, yeah, sketch. Yeah. Absolutely hilarious. Not only hilarious well and, and well written, but the editing, the the quality. I mean, you know, not to suck your dick here, but what a great sketch we dude. lucked out. Like I, I thought that the 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 editing. I can't say enough about the editing. Yeah. And then also shout out to Russell. I for know. getting thrown in like the middle of December. Ball, when did you guys film that, dude? Yeah, so that was... Talk we, about... Let's talk about that before we close out. Sure, yeah, totally. So, um, from beginning to end, this just talk about that whole sketch, dude. Yeah. Because you guys put a lot so that into sketch, that. So, Andrew wrote the bones of that sketch. Andrew okay. wrote the bones of that sketch, and we did it... He is a great point. scummy lawyer. He's a perfect scummy lawyer. He's a great, like, scummy it's salesman. It's lawyer? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Check so your he, privilege. <laughs> uh, so he calls. So he has written a couple of like these kind of like outlines for these fake ads. That, La, yeah, yeah. That, that which we, you guys do on the show. We, we do it on the show, and that's how that's how Baby Share started. This guy okay. Baby Share. So he had this like excellent idea. We riffed it a little bit. Like he had a little bit of stuff laid out, and then we riffed on it on the podcast. And we had like. Messed around, like recorded like a couple jokes, a couple like little sketches for like TikTok or whatever. And we have a buddy, Rob McDonald. Uh, you can catch him at old Rob McDonald had a camera at Tiz Macdo uh, on Instagram. T I S M A C D O. And he's he's got he's got a degree from like Harvard Film School. Like he is a for real filmmaker. Mm-hmm. He's like produced. You can it shows. He's produced like feature it shows on the sketch. He oh, yeah. worked in like LA on real productions um, and has been involved in the film industry. And he also happens to be a good buddy of ours. And we reached out to him about like getting involved in a project and he was like super duper down. So we spent a good amount of time like really writing the sketch and then brought him on and really learned like when I say it was professional, I mean like he wrote a screenplay with us. You know what I mean? He like so how much input did he have into the writing and to the comedy aspect of it? So he had, I would say, uh, a handful of jokes in there, like a few good jokes, like in the actual uh, dialogue. Not like he was within the review process um, of dialogue. Like he shot some ideas. He he put in some we didn't keep. I would say the majority of the writing writing. 
was me and Andrew on that sketch. Uh, and like without, but, um, what he did, the element that like a majority of the editing in terms of like that kind of pace, that kind of energy that was within the editing, that was Rob. He like the comedic element that he really brought was like this, this, the other cuts. this other angle that like we you we couldn't even think about when writing it for the first time. There's a couple things we were like, oh, we want it to look like this, oh, we want it to look like that. And from kind of like the vibe we put out there, he was able to say, here's what I think you might like of it looking like this, and yeah. here's what I'm thinking about. And then a cut like the 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 joke that Rob put in himself that was so goddamn funny was when the text for Linda comes up, and then when she laughs and it says Jew. That was that. Yeah, uh, Linda is you, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, which, by the way, that scene where you're just doing Linda, yeah, and then you break, you don't break character, but you go, "Hey, shut up!" <laughs> yeah. And then you're like, and then you look back and you just go, "Yeah." So anyway, yeah. So we thought hilarious. Of that, we thought of that. I pretty, loved it. We I thought loved of that it. on the spot. I it loved was one it. of those things where, as we're filming, we're like, "Oh man, here's like a lot of ideas are coming in during filming," because we filmed for like two days. Yeah, I remember you did it a whole weekend. A yeah, whole, it was Saturday, like, Sunday. Probably like, probably like fifteen hours of filming. Yeah, straight to make a four-minute video. Yeah, and by the way, for for those of you that don't, you know, if there's anyone listening that doesn't do this, to to, to film for fifteen hours for a four-minute video is wild. Yeah. yeah. So just imagine making a Future short length. film, but it shows. Or, no, shows. no, oh. it totally. Yeah, but go, I'm sorry. And well, it was such a learning experience too, because for example, like at the end of the first day, uh, we were beat. We were beat. We'd been filming like we had felt like really like creatively and just generally. Is this before general. or after you threw poor Russell? This is after we threw. I'll tell you about throwing poor. Russell, I want to talk about that. I'll, I'll bring that up in just a moment. Okay. But there was a couple of things that like Rob was like, "Hey, let's just get these shots," and we were so done. We were like hungry, and like you know, we can't see. Like he can just see. What end, it's gonna be the end product a yeah. lot differently. Like I've learned so much about filmmaking just from this process. But he was able to see things that we couldn't even consider. So for example, that Russell dancing when he's got like hiking up his pants and when he's running through the city, like with like in his diapers, is that's all Rob. And we were so we were done. We were like, can we stop now? Can this be it? It feels like we got it. Yeah. And he's like, just humor me. And let's get these things that are like a perfect end to the sketch that we just couldn't even like we couldn't envision. Couldn't see. Yeah. Couldn't see it. So like his directing and editing was invaluable. Like it was uh, like so, so uh, like, I don't know. It, it was it was everything. And so like the bones of the joke writing uh, was myself and Andrew. And then, like, Rob just, like, was able to put it into this bigger, bigger picture. He's awesome. Yeah. In terms of Russell and this, first of all, Russell was so down. Like, the commitment that I saw in that video of him letting you throw him physically. And I launched him. And the smashing of him on the... Yeah. It, it shows. 100%. And I, I, dude, what? He's the man. He dude. is the man. He is the... I, Russell, dude. He's the secret sauce, you know? Dude. He, he, he doesn't talk much. Yeah. But when he does, and it's good shit. I, we didn't even have to explain it to him. I was like, hey, man, if you can, try to not like break your fall so bad. <laughs> well, and, when and you took that digger, yeah. 
Was that real? Oh, yeah, it was for real. You actually, you did that because it looked like you literally fell. Not only this, but I borrowed like a nice pair of sandals that Tara like had. And ruined them? Ruined them. Ruined them, yeah. Yeah, well, I feel like uh, I feel like Tara's used to you ruining things. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, so, so we're your uh, life, her sandals, essentially. We no, just, we just m- finished mostly writing. her days. <laughs> we just finished writing the next one, which we're not going to be able to shoot until I'm back in town. So it's going to be a while, but it's fucking. Wait, funny, when, so when are you leaving for? Uh, I'm sorry. So, so, but are you, we're. Uh, is that all, I'm sorry. I don't mean to be no, like. No. Is that all you have to say about that? No. So I'm trying to think if there's anything else that's like really valu- valuable in terms of like. I mean, the filmmaking process is really interesting. Like it I is. Learned, if I learned a, a shit ton of it, it my shows, first, yeah. dude. And and Rob's experience really shows. Like I yeah. can't speak highly enough in terms of like just bringing it to that next level. And, and, and you introduced. You met him, right? I've never met him. No. Next. So we have Andrew Cast in the next sketch. Okay. Where's and, my spot? You want one? Yes, I already asked you for one. Oh, I'm sorry, I forgot. Well, <laughs> so we wrote this. We wrote this person, and literally, we're like, "Who's this guy?" And it was like Andrew. Hell yeah! It, it was the part. And when I explained to you the part, Nick Departlo. When I explained to you the part, you'll go, "Yeah, that would suck if it was me," because it's the. It's I don't want that part because I want the part that I, I want someone to do. Literally, I don't get why no one's using a southerner in their sketches. I don't get it. Right. I don't understand. Like, everyone's got Boston accents. Wait, wait. I think the point of the thing is when you see the part that I've got, it, well, it's you're smart, not going to want one anymore. Because it's probably a smart part. No. Yeah, it is. He is kind of a smart guy. But Yeah, he's a smart guy. He's also a well, punk-ass bitch. Oh, you're a twink. <laughs> you're a twink. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, and I can't. He's, I, he's I, being I, cuckolded. I can't, I can't be a twink. I he's get be, it. He's being yeah, cuckolded. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There is. I'm a, the guy that's fucking the girl that you're cuckolding. Right? Yeah. So, um, yeah. And then, you know, it, it, the, the, I do a podcast with this guy. I'll tell he you won't even something, put me in one of his sketches. Something <laughs> happened. Something happens that's way, way different from a writing perspective. Something happens that's way, way different than when you're just trying to work out bits on your own. To have me, Russell, Andrew, like, so what happens is me, Russell, and Andrew, we sit down. We take the idea that Andrew already had because the idea is his. He invented the idea of pretty much everything. We've he looked. Done. He literally was better call Saul. Yeah, totally. Dude, the one line. So and then when you're filming like that line where he says, just take some kinky little photos of your kid. And he does this little shimmy shake when he says the word. He's like, just take some kinky little photos of your kids. Bro, we, while filming that was like almost impossible. Because Why is he not so interested in comedy? Um, I. I have a theory on that. I think that he's just like like he his level of success within his personal day, life is yeah because uh, he five. is successful. He yeah. is successful, and I think I think it's a bit of a leap of faith that I don't know if he's interested in. I, it's just I think he's just like kind of not. I think he's too practical. Yeah, by nature. Well, judging because I listen weekly to yeah. Milk Jug, and and I would say I could I agree. Yeah, and I'm trying to push him over the fence because I think he's that talented. He doesn't like that. No, I don't think. No, I I understand. Yeah, I like I like fucking with him, so it's like perfect. Well, like I've told you, I enjoy the hearing dynamic. you guys argue. Yeah. It's it, funny. It adds something. To, but I'll say this: sitting down and writing, that's why it's so funny because it's the three of us and we're spitballing, and like we have been doing the pod for a year now, 
and just getting so, same. Our, getting our understanding each other's comedic stylings and what we find funny. Like Russell loves nerd ass shit. Like Russell, Russell has this thing where he thinks people struggling to move is really funny. <laughs> By the way, how young is Russell? Twenty four. So Russell thinks you guys act like he's like eighteen. Russell's favorite thing is watching two guys trying to move a dresser down a flight of stairs. Guys struggling to like lift things and maneuver is the Russell thinks is the funniest thing. <laughs> he in also the world, uh, doesn't dude. have a garbage people. So yeah, right. right. <laughs> this guy takes trash to, to a dump. To a dump. That's the whole town. I, I actually looked it up. That sounds like some Arkansas right. shit. Yeah, that's how I grew up. What are you talking about? And then, no, I mean more, the way I grew up was people? you just burn it. Right. <laughs> that is some shit. So, uh, but yeah. I used to burn my aunt's trash in a fifty-gallon drum. Right. Or, you know, a two hundred gallon, you know, a drum, a barrel, well, and I would just sit out there and drink and smoke bowls and just. With a stick, you you and Sev are co-writing your shit. I imagine. No, if you no. sit down and write, don't you write with Kevin? I write with my buddy Kevin for the stuff, and then you that, just let Severn be in it. No, no, oh. no. For the st- for the stuff that Severn and I do, that's Severn and I co-write. Oh, okay. For the stuff that I do solo, that's me and Kev writing. Do you guys sit and write? Mm-hmm. Right, and that's where I feel like for me personally, that's where the magic pops out. Yeah. Oh yeah. When I'm riffing. I'm only good enough to do a podcast with though, because I because I will. <laughs> Because when we sit down, I'm going through it like line by line. Like I tend to like I I tend to take like point in terms of like walking through read throughs and like trying to get the good lines out. Um, just like organizationally, I'm good at that. And so I'll be like, all right, where can we have a line here? And I'll be brainstorming a one, and it like might not come, and we'll just move on. And then Russell just out of nowhere will be like, what if we do it from this angle? He's and this a sniper. And, and then we'll all f- just fall apart. Like they'll just kill us. <laughs> like so. That's what funny. I love him on the pod too because he doesn't talk. Uh huh. But, when, but he does, when he does, yeah. it's like totally, like yeah. totally. He's, he's hilarious. He's hilarious. He's very funny. I've been trying to get him to come back up. Uh, get get back on. I'd I'd like to do an episode and just have Russell on. You yeah. should. You'd have you know, I don't. I, it'd probably be me and you talking a yeah. lot. But, <laughs> but then he would snipe. Yeah, yeah right? <laughs> that that's what it is. And then and then Andrew is like like in terms of no, like I don't want Andrew on. He likes too much math. Yeah, he's mathy. But then when you get him going, <laughs> the problem is that when you just get him kidding, going, Andrew. it's so it's so good and but he like he doesn't get how funny he is that's the difference that's the difference he just has no idea how funny he is <laughs> i think it's funny when you guys are arguing and he goes yeah well you know that's like your opinion man right <laughs> that's what when he loses that's what he says <laughs> and then we have how about this last you'll, you'll like this episode but we have, I haven't listened to the one with the writer with, oh, it's great. Yeah. It's really good. I've been hesitant on that one, actually. It's the best one uh, maybe we've done. Okay. The conversation is really good. Is it he's funny? The, yeah. Because I like funny. It's really funny, but he's also the smartest person I've ever met, so you might not understand. <laughs> you might genuinely not understand. He's, bro. I'm I, just going to skip that one, let, I think. Let me tell you this. This kid is... Andrew, you might like it. He's the smartest guy nerd. I've ever met. It's insane. This kid, Dylan. So he, the like... We talk about it on the pod. If you end up listening, I'm not going to ask you to. Um, he, I'm going to listen. The, this guy, we know him through recovery, and he left a incredibly high-ranking position within one of the most prestigious law firms in the country. Quit his job to like write a book with no writing experience. Like he's an insane person, and now he's broke and doing podcasts with twelve listeners. <laughs> yeah, except he has more money than any of us will have from, from savings. From doing, oh, uh, is he Jew? 
he's a lawyer. Like, so a, he's a Jew. I think he's part Jew. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he is. I didn't want to say that, but so basically, you ish, <laughs> ish. It, it takes a second, ish. Uh, you'll enjoy it more than he will. But his his situational awareness is like something to like behold, like the way he processes stuff. His situational Jew awareness. Yeah. It's like insane. Hmm. I like I rarely. Like if there's, I'm pretty insecure about a lot of subjects. But one thing that like I usually don't miss. You on, are not insecure about anything. That's not true. What are you insecure about? Well, I'll tell you this. Just like just like anybody, like um, la- last Friday, I like murdered harder. Like I killed harder than I've ever killed. It was the best set I've ever done at this show in Maine. Yeah. I mean, by Saturday night, I'm like, oh, was I that good? You know, what I mean, like that's how. Yeah. That'll. that'll I was meaning that'll, to tell you. I got to tell you that I saw the tape. Yeah. Sucked. so also by the way that'll 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 go away right so (laughs) what (laughs) right no because that's why he's never gonna make it no you end up getting to where you're just okay with dude andrew has told me multiple times i bomb better than anyone he's ever seen that's true maybe it's my problem i bomb so well you do bomb super because the key is you can't let it disturb you I don't know if I agree with that. It's 100% true. If you go up and you're bombing and you let it visibly bother you. Well, sure. That's that's not what I mean, though. Like, I think that that pain you feel after a bomb is necessary. Yeah, but that pain also, you need to realize you're at an open mic with nothing but comics. I don't disagree. But I think that the to strive for, like, greatness, like, you have to experience those lows. And you Listen, have to, like, really I've, consider I've, them. I've... You have not experienced five nights a week of bombing. I'm just quoting Joe of- Rogan, dude. I'm literally, I'm, literally <laughs> yeah, yeah, just, yeah. I'm literally just quoting Joe Rogan. Yeah, the thing about Joe Rogan is he's been doing it for 30 years. Yeah, exactly. So t- yeah, and he doesn't know what the fuck he's yeah, you talking about. Yeah, you just made about. my point. No, I'm telling you that in local comedy, <laughs> yeah. when you're pre-pandemic, right. what, until you're starting you- to sound a little, uh, uh, guys, I just came here to bomb. That's right. No, not, at, not at all. No, it's not at all even what I'm saying I'm because I'm when I say that I bomb well, what I mean is I understand that when I go to a mic of 30 other comics and I try to do a five minute set right. that I'm preparing for a show later that night sure. and I don't get one laugh, I know how to just keep going and eat the shit out of it. Sure, that, and that's, you you have to be okay with silence, yeah. and no laughter. Right, right, right. That's when you you're okay with bombing. Right, right, right. It doesn't mean you're not funny. Right. It just means that you're just in front of people who have heard your shit because you're just doing reps. That's what you're doing. And until you go out five nights a week and hear zero laughter, you don't know what bombing is like. That's a good I mean, point. I'll take because, that. Because, dude, when, when you go to a show. During that five days of people who aren't comics and you do that set that just bombed two hours earlier and you murder or you kill or you at least get solid laughs, it means so much more. I agree. And it brings you back to, okay, this is funny and it shouldn't bother you as much as... I want to just go up and just know I'm going to bomb. Right. I'm like, not, okay, I see what you're saying better. And that's I wasn't I, listening, but I... 
<laughs> I mean, you should. I'm I mean, just going no, to say. I'm Eyes glazed not. over, but you're probably right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I. Um, I mean, you know, we no. can't all be winners. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's valuable advice. It is. Oh yeah. Wow, wow, he's very nice. So you can the follow that. Yeah. Hey, listen, check me out at Nat underscore Rogachevsky, wherever you can see comedy. Fuck um, yeah, dude. Catch me all over Austin between the 28th and the 13th. Um, He's going to be in Austin being an autist. Killing the game, yeah. Wait, did we just did we establish that autist was not the right word? No, no autist is in fact a word. Oh, it is a word. Yeah, okay, yeah, okay. Because yeah. we Reardon was on the fence about it. Yeah. He was like, I don't know. I well, little... we just learned him good on this episode. Re- Reardon just goes... Ah. Yeah. <laughs> 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 All right, baby. <laughs> Honestly, I have no idea. <laughs> hey, you, you know what? Is there any whiskey around? Yeah, right. <laughs> but uh, yeah, all right, man. So, anyways, uh, Nat, n- everybody, follow Nat Rogachevsky on Instagram. Follow, li- like, and review and subscribe the Milk Jug Podcast. Please also follow us at uh, High Noon underscore Pod on Instagram. Best in the um, game. Uh, and also, Andrew has uh, some very funny sketches as well with Severin Remo. And also, Zach Brazow, Jaylene Tran. Mm-hmm. You, 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 I mean, you're doing the same thing. You're putting out a ton of ton of content. Everybody, please follow Hell these yeah, guys. Dude. And uh, I, we're going to go out. I, I just thought this would be fun, uh, considering this is pretty much how me and Nat know each other. Is from going to music festivals. Yeah, and, baby boy. You know, I met Nat in 2015, uh, 2013 at a music festival in Arkansas because of this artist. Uh, Tipper was the one of the headliners at Wakarusa in Arkansas. And I remember, I'll never forget, I said, you guys are from Boston? And he was like, yeah, 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 yeah. We're here to see Tipper. And I was like, who's that? And he's like, don't miss it. And so, <laughs> so I didn't. And it changed my life. And Nat changed my life. And I, I moved up about, a, I think, a month later. Nat invited yeah. me to move up here. And I moved into an apartment with Nat in Waltham, Massachusetts. Never, I spent four days with this fucking guy. And he invited me to live with him. And it forever changed my life. Moving here, I met my wife. Like, it, it just, it, it was life-changing. And, and I love you. Thank you for coming on. I'm so glad to do a one-on-one on High Noon. Of course. Or a one-on-two, two-on-one. I got to tell you, um, inviting you to come live with me in Waltham was the worst decision I ever made <laughs> in my life. It's something that keeps me up every night. <laughs> well, too late now. So, yep. everybody, this is Tipper, and uh, thank you for listening to High Noon, and you guys have a good night. Thank you.